Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that constantly states things they will talk about later, only to forget in a drunken haze. Here are two guys whose hairy palms have nothing to do with a full moon, Matt and Doug. And I'm blind, too. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised she let that one go. <laughs> a little bit surprised. So it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm good, man. How are you? It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Tired as fuck. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, it is uh, Wednesday is usually up until this week would have been just the worst day to do this because of work. But we'll get into that with uh, oh, with this. With with what? As as I'm hitting the little broom button. Oh, I bet you I have to turn this little other button on over here. It's it's how amazing that? how you know. <laughs> there you go. And now. It's time for podcast housekeeping. It's not firing on all cylinders here. <laughs> no, it's you're you're off. You're, you you need maybe you need some coffee. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. So I got um, actually not a not a ton ex- except for the one section. But last week, before we even got to housekeeping, you brought up Bruce Willis, and then we never talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering. I'm like, hey, man. I kind of wanted to talk about Bruce Willis, and you said, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And then it was never brought up again. So Bruce Willis, tell me about Bruce Willis. He's sick. He's got some brain disorder that help makes him forget stuff. He's got aphasia is what it is. That's what it is. See, that was in my notes last week, but now I don't have those notes anymore. Yeah, I have something called nominal aphasia, which is different. And what's that? Nominal aphasia is forgetting names. Oh, so that's why I can't remember people's names. Okay, I didn't. I, I had no idea that you couldn't remember people's names. No, I was at, I was at homecoming senior year, mm-hmm. and I've been dating this girl for three months at this point. Forgot her name at the dance. Ooh, I wouldn't okay. help. Wouldn't help me anyway. <laughs> I was, no, I wasn't getting any of that. Night. No, but what was he? What is Bruce Willis? Sixty-seven. Uh, I don't think he's that old. Is he? I would say he's I probably, was, probably I sixty. Was, I thought it was sixty-seven. Okay. Well. He's not old, but he's not young. That's true. And maybe that's why he was doing the movies where it's like, okay, I'm only going to be here for two days. So use me as best you can for those two days. Yeah, but he's worth a quarter billion dollars. So right. he doesn't really, he was born, he's 67 years old. Yeah, you are correct. He's 67 right. years old. Okay. So one thing that all the listeners here do not know about, but Doug knows about is before we start the podcast every week, uh, get on and do a little back and forth, see if there's anything that we need to discuss beforehand, any kind of clarifications on anything, any just shit we want to talk about beforehand. And then what is the last thing we do before we actually get on the podcast? We do a sound check. And the the, po- the podcast is funny from time to time. Uh, the sound test often probably is actually funnier. Because I'm usually saying something really inappropriate. Yeah. I I don't remember what you said this time, but it was something. But I actually, I saved part of the sound test for last, from last week, which I'm oh. going to play right now. Okay. I seen, I, last week I sounded kind of muffled. All right. Well, take the dick did out you of your mouth. That? No, I did not. <laughs> take the dick out of my mouth. Fuck off. <laughs> is let, that good enough? Yeah. Is that a good enough sound level let for you? Check. Let me check. <laughs> Such good friends. We are. 
We are. Take the dick out of your mouth. Well, I I think I, I came right back at you this week with something, didn't yeah, I? Yes, you did. <laughs> okay. Um, we talked about George C. Scott and taps, and I was disappointed in myself that I did not pull a clip from his, as his Oscar-winning performance in Patton. That no bastard ever won war by dying for his country. He won it by making the other poor dumb bastard die for his country. And then I said, oh, well, then I'm going to pull a clip of the real Patton because he sounds nothing like that. The first four hours, we passed over a destroyed land. Utterly destroyed. Who does that sound like to you? No idea. Donald Trump. Oh, you think so? <laughs> Play it again, and then listen to the last thing he says. The first four hours, we passed over a destroyed land. Yeah, I can see it. Utterly destroyed. Yeah, okay, I can definitely see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely see it. Uh, Ant-Man, the box mm-hmm. office for the two Ant-Man films yeah. was 519 and 623. Still nothing to sneeze at. Nope, but compared to well, a billion, two billion, less. Yes. Uh, Helen Reddy? Yeah. Do you have anything on Helen Reddy? I don't have anything on Helen Reddy. Okay. She, she was an actress, but she was only in maybe a dozen things. Uh, probably best known for Pete's Dragon. Oh, yeah, I remember Pete's Dragon. Airport 75. Okay. But she was more well-known as a singer, and this was her signature song. I am woman, hear oh. in the Your anthem. Too big to <laughs> There's lots of reasons <laughs> I'm going to hell this week. but <laughs> you, just, you just come out of the shower belting that every morning? <laughs> Swinging your arm over your head? Woo! I am woman, hear me roar! Do you, do you sing in the shower? I do not. Mm, no, uh, I. Eh, you know, actually, you sometimes I do. Yeah, I do. I I sing, and this is probably actually worse when I'm I'm just walking around when I'm walking the dog because I have my headphones in, which I have a headphone story coming up, but which I'll forget about. But <laughs> mm-hmm. and lately, what it is is I'm trying to work out the the lyrics for my song bed. Oh, yeah, I do that too. Trying to yes. find it, you know, trying to find mm-hmm. that that magic combination. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I do I do as well. Uh we talked about what was it in tap? Oh, when they were on the quad and Brian Moreland asked them, "Hey, step forward." And it it had to be that first guy that steps forward to make everybody else step forward. Correct. And you said, "That was from a different that was from another movie." And then we figured out later on that it was Stripes. I want to know who it was. You can tell me now. Or I got ways of finding out myself. Bill Murray's looking at Harold Ramis like, should we do it? Okay, let's do it. Okay, mister. You just got yourself 24 hours of scrubbing garbage cans. 
Yeah. So that was that is what what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. It actually also happened in at least one season of Survivor as well. No. Oh, all right. I wouldn't know. Yes. Jen played uh, part of the podcast last week for one of my kids. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the part of the podcast where I was talking about him and his whole prom thing. Okay. And he did not disagree with anything that I was saying about how, you know, hey, you got to risk it to get the biscuit, or I didn't actually say that, which I should have because I would have actually mm. played right into it. And he said he the it's just not worth it to him. It's not worth it to put yourself out there and go outside of your comfort level and in order to get some trim thrown at you. Yeah, I, I guess that just to me shows he has not gotten any. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, it's it's just once you have that first that, that first puff of weed, <laughs> and right. you, you go reefer madness. It's the same thing. It's That's right, pussy That's craziness. Right. Yes, yes, pussy pussy craziness. I had said that the dude who plays Styles was an adventure in babysitting. Uh-huh. He is not in adventures in babysitting. This dude is in adventures in babysitting. This is done, man. <laughs> that the whole thing. You know, yeah, that's it. Okay. From uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Okay. It's like the most popular line from that movie. Yeah, I, I've i actually never seen that. I don't think I have either. It was just in the commercial. Uh, there was the thing, Put Childish Things Behind Us. Yes. That is from Corinthians 13. Was that Old Testament or New Testament? Uh, it's got to be old. Corinthians? Yeah. All right. I don't know. You're but, you're the you're the religious guy. So I am not the religious guy. You go to church. Doesn't make me religious. Makes you more religious than me. <laughs> it's a sliding scale. Uh, I don't have anything else. Okay. Uh, Cruz's character in Taps was David Sean. David. Okay. And who David? can't wait to kill the segment all right so the the first one is is you and i had to cobble it together Mm. three hour tour three hour tour three hour tour a three hour tour (laughs) okay uh the next one is also you give me back my son give me back my son (laughs) not bad all right the next one is both of us. Right. Never give up. Never surrender. Never give up. Never surrender. By Grabthar's hammer. I've never seen such savings. By Grabthar's hammer. What a savings. Uh, close enough. Yeah, and I, I think I captured his absolute disgust at the fact that he was having to say it. Yes. Uh, the next one's me. Let's all go to the. Let's all go to the. So, cut it off the same way. All right. The next one is both of us. I'm very proud of you. Didn't think you had it in you. Good job. Good job. Thank you, sir. Well done, It was touch and go there. Not even in the same ballpark. No. No. Not close at all. The next one is also both of us. Hot, 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 hot,
I can't tell which one of us won that one. <laughs> the next one is also both of us. Oh yeah! <laughs> Actually, the hia that you did was before. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. All right. Uh, the next one's you. I don't want to be a pirate. But I don't want to be a pirate. It's pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, next one's you. We're going to the quad. We're streaking the quad. Sorry, we're going. We're going streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody. S- some of the words were the same. <laughs> some of the words, yes. Uh, next one is you. Major Morlin is our man. Doo-doo. Come on. Major Morlin, he's our man. Major Morlin, he's our man. The next one is both of us. Suicide is painless. It brings on many changes. Is that it? And I can take or leave them if I please. That suicide is painless. It brings on many changes. And I can take or leave it if I please. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> okay. Breaking the trumpets. <laughs> Okay. Next one is me. What's that? What was that? Uh, It's the tank turret. Oh, all right. Uh, Next one is also me. You ask for a miracle? I give you the F B I. <laughs> you ask for miracles, dear. I give you the F B I. Wow, two of his in the same week. Uh this next one is me, but it's your fault that half of it's wrong. <laughs> Did you? I don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I couldn't replicate the the name, the sound of the drum, but that same cadence of that drum comes up later just a single snare in the first section so oh. the two drum parts are actually completely different are they ceremony yeah yeah and then that's at the end of the movie right yes that's correct okay and then the last one is you. And it's it's not exactly a repeat, but it kind of is. I like my machine gun sounds. All right. So I'm going to go. And there has been Doug. You just got beat by Doug. I'll take it. All right. So now it's time for... Hey man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? It's not in my notes, and I'm going to forget it. Otherwise, I said I'd bring it up, so I'm going to bring mm-hmm. it up. All right. 
do you have air earbuds or earbuds or AirPods? I, I got AirPods or yeah, AirPods. So I do as well, except mine are Samsung. Yeah, because you you keep forgetting that we live in 2022 and you don't have an iPhone. Right. And I actually got a new pair with mm-hmm. uh, my phone, my my phone that I got, just got new phone, who dis? But I was out today getting lunch and it's just fucking pouring rain. And I'm, I'm coming out of Subway and I'm running to my car. And one of them pops out of my ear. Oh, that's the worst, man. Right into a puddle. Uh, okay. Did, so did you get a bit, did you go, go, go get a bag of rice? Sitting in a thing of rice right now. <laughs> All right. See how my that big goes. Fear, my big fear is when I come home from a walk and I have my AirPods on and I have to pee really bad, that one of them's going to fall out and go right into the toilet. Yep. Yeah, because that's, you have to fish it out, but yeah, that's <laughs> gone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting new AirPods at that point. Yes, exactly. So uh, I have, go ahead. Sorry. I, I told you, but I've not told you. I went back into the office this week for the first time since December. Mm-hmm. And I was in Monday. Monday was pretty much a nothing day. But Tuesday, uh, I have a small team that reports to me. That I have uh, a couple developers, a tester, uh, anal- analyst guy, and a couple other people. But someone comes up to my cube. They're sitting outside my cube. And they I turn around. Can I help you? Yeah, uh, this is Matt Box Cube. I'm like, yeah. C- can you tell me where he is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I point him. At, I'm I'm right here. <laughs> she's, it, it, you, you are not Matt Box. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Because she's only seen me on video conferences where I had a full beard and long hair. Oh, all right. And now, yes. Now, do you have a beard now? No, I shaved it off. But you have short hair. Yes, I do. Yeah, that's like uh, Elaine and and. The one broad thinking that she was Susie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So over um, to you. I went started back started back to work today. Actually, today was my first day back full time, uh, and uh, I went to put on my work pants this morning. Yeah, um, I've been kind of a sloth this entire winter. I decided normally in the winter I exercise quite a bit. And somewhat changed my diet. And this year I said, fuck it. I'm not doing that. I just don't feel like doing push-ups and sit-ups and lifting weights. I walked every day. I did a, you know, I do a vigorous two and a half to three mile walk every day. But yeah, I, uh, I stepped on the scale and, um, I, I'm weighing more than I've ever weighed before. So it's not time to go on a diet. It's time to do, do, do a little lifestyle change. Okay. Um, and that's really about it. It's nothing really exciting has happened. The reason why we're doing a podcast on Wednesday is because uh, my boy is in the play or in the musical tomorrow night, Friday night, and Saturday night. So, you know, all times that I – he expects me to be there. We bought tickets, reserved tickets to see all of his shows. Um, So, yeah. Oh, one thing I did. I don't know why I did this, but I scrolled through – I I have a folder on my desktop, and whenever I'm done – with the podcast, I take the that. Um, hold on a second. You could have waited until I start talking, but yes, um, is that better? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I take the the Word document and I put it into that folder. And today I scrolled down and just opened up like the Word um, document from the first couple of podcasts. Vastly different than what I'm producing now. Oh, as far yeah, because weren't you on paper at first? 
Well, I know I would sit and watch the movie and take notes on a notebook and then tr- and then type it out. It. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And now it's just now I just sit at my desk and and type it while I'm watching it on my iPad. But there's just the the format that I used and some of the stuff I just, I'm looking at. It, I'm like in the what are you up to section, and I just I can't figure out what the fuck was I doing. I, I there's just no words. That makes no sense to me now, but at the point, at the time, two years ago, they made perfectly good sense. Yeah, I, I actually i I have i I will use this week's podcasts notes in two weeks, and then I will use last week's podcast notes next week as just kind of a template. Mm-hmm. Because when it's your week, um, I have fewer things I need to put in, mm-hmm. and then when it's my week, I have more things I need to put in. Obviously. And uh, I have one more thing, but I also All have right. one housekeeping thing to just jump back for a second. I, I owe you an apology. Um, oh, really? Yes. For what thing? What? What? Uh, transgression. Number what of, <laughs> yeah. What, what? What? Transgression of fifty-four? Are you going to apologize? Uh, I need to be less bossy, and I need to not interrupt me as much. Yeah, push a little bit less. Uh huh. Um, just. I'm doing it for the right reasons, but that doesn't excuse my actions. So I apologize. Okay. All right. Uh, but the last thing is, uh, what do you have a concept of the value of time versus the value of principle? No. So when you are going to spend time fixing something or mm-hmm. looking for something. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Okay. Time equates to money. Right. Uh, or it can equate to money because... If you broke down like an hourly rate of, of what you make, what is your time worth? And I don't know if I talked about this last week or not. I don't think not so. last week, but I think you've we've we've covered the subject before of what your time is worth. But my my cleaning lady was here. We have a lady that comes in every two weeks. She's been cleaning our house for actually she actually cleaned at our old house, I believe. So mm-hmm. it's been 20 years that she's been working for us coming in like every two weeks. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but no, she, no, 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 <laughs> need more pledge. <laughs> she, she asked me, she said, uh, do you have a power cord? And I said, okay, you need to give me more information. Um, <laughs> power cord is a little bit too general. She said, well, I got a TV from this lady that I know that she also cleans her place and it didn't have the power cord for it. And I said, okay, is it a brick or is it just a cord? She said, it's just a cord. Okay. What does the end of it look like? Well, it's like the two knobs or the two little slots and then the pin. I'm like, no, no, no. The other end, (laughs) the the end that goes into the TV. (laughs) And she describes it. And I said, okay. Based on what she was saying, I described a little bit more. Uh, does that sound right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I got one. Just give me a minute. I'll, I'll go dig one up. And I went downstairs and I brought one up and I said, okay, is this the right thing? She's like, yeah, that's exactly right. What do I owe you? Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. She said, oh, I thought I was going to have to spend like 50, 60 bucks to get this replaced. Like, no, it's, it's a $5 cord. <laughs> not mm-hmm. that big of a deal. And I said, if you, if you want a TV, we have like a TV that's sitting in the basement that um, it's literally just sitting there gathering dust. There's, it's never going to be used again. If you want it, it's yours. But I don't know where the remote is. 
And she said, well, do you think you can find the remote next time I come? If you can find it, I'll take it. I'm like, okay, fine. And she said, what do you want for it? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Could not find the fucking remote. Save my life. Yeah. Okay. So I went on Amazon and I looked at how much the remote was. The remote was $8. Mm. Yeah. That, that, that fucker was ordered immediately. <laughs> you're a good person, Matt. You are. You may oh. not think that you're a good person. Even your wife probably thinks you're not a very good person, but... <laughs> You're a good person. Why? Because I bought a remote on Amazon? <laughs> because you went out of your way to help this lady. and She's good you know, people, you know? Yes. Yeah. And you took care of her. You didn't have to do that. Did you tell her, I bought the remote? Oh, no. Just... She won't be till next week. I She's going to okay. owe me $8. Oh, you're going to... <laughs> you're such a prick. <laughs> I'd like my $8, please. Yeah, yeah, my wife would kill me if I tried to get the $8. We, I mean, the we had... We had do you have that... Rubbermaid thing or tup, giant Tupperware thing of cords that's been following you around since you were 23. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's it, – without fail, You, I go through it about once a year. I'm like, never going to use this again, never going to use this again. And, and I clean it out. And without fail, also, it's like, oh, fuck. I threw out the wrong I, – I do need that cord. Yeah. That's why I don't throw cords out. Yeah. Um, we – my missus – had me install a new light fixture in our powder room. And of course, what do you have to do when you install a light fixture? Turn the power off. So I'm looking for my good headlamp so I can do this in the dark and I can't find my good headlamp. And I'm looking around for this thing for an hour. And under my breath, I'm motherfucking my kids because that that headlamp hangs on pegboard with about three or four other headlamps Two of them are mine and the rest are kids. And I just, when we go camping, I just grab them all and put them in my, my camping gearbox. That one was not there. So I'm motherfucking my kids and I know I paid 30 bucks for it. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go on Amazon and see what it costs. It's now $50. Fuck. It's a good headlamp too. My missus goes, okay, where's the last place that you used it? I'm like winter cabin camping back in February. And I'm like, "I, I probably gave it to my kid to use out in the woods and he lost it. She's like, why don't you go look in that bag? Of course, that's where it is. It was tucked in a little zipped pocket. And when I empty that bag, I failed to go into that little zip pocket to pull out my headlamp. Yeah. Well, we had, uh, I think the last time I brought up the whole value thing was I was looking for a power cord for something for one of my kids. All right. And he said, I think it's in the other kid's room. And the other kid said, no, it's not my room. And that sure as shit, that's where I found it. Oh, sure. And when I was spending all this time looking for that power supply, I know I saw that remote. <laughs> but I was looking all over the house looking for that power supply, so I don't know where I saw the remote. Okay. And that's well, $8 well spent. Are you going to put some batteries in there for? I'm going to put some batteries so I can test to make sure that works. All right. Beyond that, no, this battery is going to have to you're going to have to program it for her. No, no, it's it's the literally the remote for that TV. All right. Okay. But the one thing I've never understood is, and this is true of both my kids, they watch a lot of stuff on their phone. And I mm-hmm. get that. But when they're at home, why are they watching stuff on their phone instead of an iPad or their computer or something larger? Why watch something on a, a six-inch screen when you can watch something on a 25-inch screen? That's a great question because I do it sometimes as well, as do my children, where I'll sit there and I'll watch it on my iPad on the couch facing the television where all I got to do is just turn the television on and put on Netflix. 
Okay. But it's just at the, it's you know you, there's that load time and everything. Got to go to the home screen, click on Netflix, see a little dial going. Whereas the iPad, you just pick it up and instantaneously you're there. Yeah, but an iPad is bigger than a, the phone. I can't watch. I can't stand watching something on my phone. It's horrible. But my son said the reason I watch stuff on my phone instead of a tablet is I don't have a tablet. Mm. And don't you have like thirty-seven tablets just lying around the house? So when I was looking for the remote, I found no less than three different tablets in his okay. room. Okay. All right. So, in his room. Yeah. In his room. All right. That have probably not been turned on in two years. So, okay. Uh, so ready for the movie? No, we're ready for the sound, sound of the week. Sound of the week? Yeah, sure. We can do that first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to get into the movie. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really wanna You should get this one. Okay. Uh as a hint, the reveal actually is a thing that immediately precedes the clip. Okay. Okay. So and go. No idea. Now he said Sikkim boy, but what I heard oh. was chopper sick balls. Okay. All right. Since we didn't do uh standby. No, yet. it's yes, yeah, seeing that we did not do standby. So is it time to sink wash our junk? <laughs> time to get to the fucking uh I'm going to hell. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But All right. before I actually play the uh the bed about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I, I purpose or I specifically stated three songs or two songs in a genre that I found too difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last bed that I did outside of solo was I use Smells Like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those three. Do you happen to remember what the other two were? No. All right. Well, here comes one of them. All right. Don't wanna just be average. Wanna get Pam for a lay. Only trim is from Booth or Styles. If I go gay with basketball, the hardware store. God, my life is fucking boring. Gonna change, I have to do everything. Hey, come on, let's let's go van surf teen wolf. It's kinda shaky. Teen wolf, I got a hairy dick. Teen wolf, take the team to the top. I am teen fucking wolf. This movie is shit. Teen Wolf was released on August 23rd, 1985. It was written by Jeff Loeb and Matthew Weissman. Loeb wrote a ton of Batman animated stuff, so you've probably seen some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Weissman is best known for Commando. It was directed by 
somebody I only have their first name, Dan- Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, okay. Uh, best known for Jim Belushi's award-winning Canine. It stars Michael J. Fox, best known for High School USA. James Hampton, best known for Hangar 18. Susan Yersudi, or Yersidi, best known for Zapped. Jerry Levine, best known for Casual Sex. Lori Griffin, best known for Cheerleader Camp. Hmm, yeah, I got that in my notes. James Mackerel, best known for Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Mark Arnold, best known for Werewolf Santa, Wrath of Man, and Cannibal Hookers. Uh, Jay Tarsus, best known for The Great Muppet Caper. Mark Holton, best known for The Naked Gun. And Scott Paulin, best known for Turner and Hooch. This movie made $80 million on a budget of one2 Jesus. <laughs> it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 42 with critics and 52 with audiences. <clears throat> Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? Are you doing bong rips on the podcast now? Oh, oh God! I just made a mess. Um, <laughs> did some did spit spit go down the wrong tube? Yeah, that's the worst, man. So go ahead. All right, I got three. Okay. Um. Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. Okay. Scott Paulin from The Right Stuff. And I, I would not have caught that unless you had told me about it because okay. you did. And then Harvey Vernon, who was the judge in All of Me. He's the liquor store dude. Okay. You are missing James Hackrell. Who's that? He's the guy who plays the VP. The vice the principal. Vice pr- what was he in? Gremlins. Oh, no idea. Okay, and I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm you all right, man. There are actually two, <laughs> Jesus Christ. There are actually two additional ones, um, oh. but they did not. They were not from the top page. But okay. I'm just pointing them out to you. Troy Evans, who played the opposing coach. Oh, oh yeah, that he was the dude. He was in, in Under Siege with Steven Seagal, but he was also in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. What was he in planes, trains, and automobiles? Antisocial trucker. Okay. And then Brian Sheehan, who played cadet number five in this film, <laughs> no idea who that is, was in Top Gun, and he played Sprawl in Top Gun. I don't know who No Sprawl idea who is. that is. Yeah. Oh, is that when they play the boys from Bunker Hill in <laughs> basketball? <laughs> yep, that's it. All right. When you're feeling blue. Really? Shit. And- <sighs> All right, all this talk of poo. I... I'm just all over the place, man. Yeah, you are. We saw your boobs. We saw your boobs. In the movie that we saw, we saw your boobs. Uh, none. No boobs. No mo- No women in this movie has shown their boobs, which is surprising because Lori Griffin, who was Pamela, was in cheerle- Cheerleader Camp, and she starred in that with Terry Weigel. Oh, wow. <laughs> Familiar with her work. Yes. Terry yes. Weigel. Wow, that's uh, that was in the before days. I, w- I would have to assume before porn. Yes, was she mainstream before she went into porn, or was this she one was of a, those movies? She was a playmate. She was. Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, did you see this in the theater? I did see this in the theater. So this came out. This was filmed before Back of the Back to the Future, but came out like a month and a half 
after Back to the Future. Yes. And That's you, crazy to have two vehicles with the same big star that close together in a summer. Well, it's just like Bruce Willis at Redbox. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could probably attribute a lot of this film to success that, oh, I just saw Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox was awesome. Let's go see this. Oh, yeah. I I guarantee that there was a lot of that. And do you know why he was able to actually film this? Because if you remember from when we talked about Back to the Future, Back to the Future was just a scheduling nightmare. But this movie was easier to film, and there's a specific reason for that. Um... I don't know. Meredith Baxter Burney, who played his mom on Family Ties, was Uh pregnant, so they shut down filming for three months. She's a lesbo, right? I believe she might be a lesbian, yes. Or or is that Meredith Baxter Burney? That's Meredith Baxter Burney. She was married, married and then, I think, came out of the closet. I always get her and Joanna Kearns confused. Joanna Kearns, who was a smoke show. Oh, yeah. The... um... (laughs) From Growing Pains? Oh, I, I I don't know if I've told this story or not. It's it's really kind of embarrassing. Oh, okay. But when you, I didn't have a Stetson box growing up. No. And, you know, my dad did have a subscription to Playboy, but, you know, you had to kind of sneak them out. Mm-hmm. And when you're a young boy and you have urges, sometimes you can't wait until the time is right or, you know, you have the right materials and you don't have time to go to the woods to find porn. Ditch porn? Yeah. So I was in the bathroom, and I remember there was this uh, Red Book magazine. Oh, you did, you have told the story okay. that Joanna Kearns was in it? Yeah. Sweater layout. <laughs> Jack in it. Nice. I did not see this in the theater. All right. I did. I'm positive that I saw this in the theater. But the movie itself starts, and the opening credits are weird. They're very nondescript. They're the most boring credits of any movie we've ever done. And they don't seem to match the tone of the film at Mm -hmm. all. But there was a dot, 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 towards the end of the credits. And I I think as I was watching it, I'm thinking, okay, that's supposed to be both a heartbeat. And the basketball dribble. Yes. Yeah. And they open up on a shot of a light. And mm-hmm. I think that's supposed to be like a, a moon type shot. All right. Light, you know, moon, but Michael J. Fox's character, whose name is Scott, but we haven't found that out yet is just very, sweating. Very bullets. Yes. And a couple things about the basketball court. I noticed, uh, first of all, it's interesting that they get to eventually play the state championship in their own home gym. <laughs> right. But in addition, there's no three point line. All right. Which the three-point line was added in 1987, I believe. At least for in Wisconsin, school? yes. For high school? Okay. And and what's the name of the team? Uh, the Beavers. The Beavers, which go Reedsburg Beavers. I'm wearing my Beavers. Beavers shirt right now. Are you wearing your Beavers shirt? It's a town. We go through a town on the way to Canoe Weekend called Reedsburg, and they are the Reedsburg Beavers. And you go into the grocery store, and there's a little kiosk. In the sundries aisle? Sure. With all kinds of beaver gear. And I have like a couple hats and a shirt. (laughs) Jen has a shirt. Matt loves the beaver. Yeah. Big fan of beaver. Uh Uh-huh. But 
I know you're not a basketball guy. I'm not. There are lots of things basketball-wise that do not make sense in this movie. Uh, first of all, as Michael J. Fox is shooting a free throw, a bunch of guys have lane violations. Their toes are on the line, over the all line. Right. So, uh, But they're not good. And as they're playing and they're showing the shots of the teams playing, one of the first things I notice, and it actually does get brought up by a character, is how shitty all their basketball shoes are. Mm-hmm. I think they're all wearing Chuck Taylors or cheaper. Okay. And we f- get our first sighting of this hot blonde in the crowd. Pamela. And also, character that we'll get to know named Styles is in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But I think it's halftime, and the coach of the, the Beavers goes over to the other team's coach, and what does he want to do? He wants to forfeit. <laughs> He and the coach is like, "Hey, my players have scoring titles at stake." And the the other coach goes, "Well, come on, you know, you could beat the five o'clock traffic." What time does varsity play? <laughs> well, there, I have a clip here of what's who's now. I can't think. Mick. Mick is yeah. the big bad in this movie. Yeah, th- that that comes up in just a second. Yeah, Mick is. And there's some questions about Mick as a character that maybe you can explain. They tried to explain it in the film, but it still doesn't make sense. Okay. But they do not forfeit. And we, it's here in my notes, it says the other coach looks familiar, but we also get our first sighting of Boof, mm-hmm. who is the, the non love, love interest. Yes. And we also see the principal for the first time. But Fox, Fox's character, Scott and Rick are wrestling for the ball. And Scott actually gets away from him and he does a like last second half court shot. And well, doesn't he growl? Doesn't he growl? He growls, to, and that's when he gets the ball. Yes, yes. It's the first precursor to him actually turning into the wolf. Mm-hmm. But then after he misses, Rick goes up to Scott and he says, "This Mick. 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 Okay, there's a Rick too, but Mick. Okay. You guys suck. No, really. And the score was not close. And when I say not close. I think it was 70 to 13. Yeah, I, 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 that rings familiar in my head. Yes. But now the, the vice principal is talking to the coach, and this is where the coach blames the ineptness of his team on the sneakers. If we had shoes like those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was probably, this was 85. Mm-hmm. So the first Jordans came out in 84. All right. So that was kind of the start of the sneaker revolution, if you will. Still, to go buy a pair of sneakers for 100 bucks back in 84 or 85, that's ridiculous. Yeah, because most basketball shoes probably would have been about 25, 30, 35 bucks. Sure. And Jordans at that time were probably about 100. Yeah. And if yeah. you had them and they hadn't been opened, they'd probably be worth a couple thousand at this point. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Probably. All right. But there's a fat guy and, and his name is Chubb. Did you recognize what he was from? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure this is right. It's this. Morning, Pee Wee. Oh no. Oh, Francis. Today is my birthday, and my father said I can have anything I want. Good for you and your father. So guess what I want? A new brain. No, your bike. No, that's not what I thought it was. Oh, really? What did you think it was? It's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> What's that? What is that? Naked gun? Oh, 
it's been it's it's been a hot minute since I've seen that. In Naked he's Gun, the one, he's, he's the one, one in the crowd that recognizes okay. that Drebin, who had came out and murdered the national anthem, was is now in now he, pre- pretending he's the umpire. Oh, okay, all right. And and when he takes off his his mask his umpire mask, he stands up in the crowd and says, it's Enrico Palazzo. Oh, all right. But yeah, Michael J. Fox's character fat shames him with all the junk food that's in his locker. And he's like, I can smell the liverwurst from here. Yeah. He's got a ton of, ton of snacks in his locker. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, you wouldn't want the stuff that you wear around food. It's just not good. No, probably not. But for some reason, Styles is in the locker room. Yeah, he comes in. He needs money from Michael J. Fox to buy a keg of beer for the party. And yeah, and Scott has a single. Is it a single hair or is it a clump of hair that's really long? I think it's two or three hairs that are together that are six or seven inches long. And then, and he, and he plucks it. Styles goes from their locker room to the other team's locker room. Which is basically the same locker room. They're not. That it's not how it works. No. <laughs> if if you're at another school, you're in the girls' locker room, basically. Right. But uh, now we get our first big scene, if you will, with the coach, mm-hmm. and the coach is shaving with a lint remover. I, didn't I, that didn't that look like a lint remover? It did, and I actually did that, and I fucked up my lip doing it. <laughs> oh, I bet. Because, yeah, that, that's just basically a cheap metal blade. It's not high-precision razors. Yeah, it, it hurts. <laughs> I'm sure it does. But uh, Scott has a problem that he wants to talk to the coach about. You always said that if any of us guys have any problems, I mean, even personal ones, that we should come and see you. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Great, because uh, I got a problem. Oh, yeah? What kind of problem? As you can see, I'm a very busy man here. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's kind of complicated. Oh, oh, those kind of problems, yeah. What is it, drugs? Girls? Boy, I'd sure like to help you, but I'm really tapped out this month. But Scott thinks he's going through puberty is kind of how I read it. Yes. And yeah. he's, he's thinking about quitting the team, and the coach tells him this story. I don't have a clip from it, but... What is the point of the story, and where does that story go? Um, he basically just tells the story of a third stringer, right? And this that this kid wanted to quit and something to do with his family, and and it doesn't really go anywhere, right? And Scott actually asks, "Whatever happened to him?" I don't know. <laughs> third <laughs> string didn't matter, <laughs> right? But you know, coach is not a big help, but still better than some of the high school coaches I had. And Scott leaves the school, and who's waiting outside for him? Boof is outside, and he says to her that, man, we suck, sick of being average, and he wants things to change. And so before we get back to the movie, I have a question for you. Did you have a a Boof in high school? Mm, no, not really. Um, I had a Boof after high school, and, and my Boof was the same girl that called you an odd bird. Okay. Yeah. I didn't and, realize and you guys were that close. We were for, for a spell. She, I think she quit school and came back home and lived at home for a year. And we hung out quite a bit. And I think at one point she may have wanted to hook up with me. And 
I was, you know, stupid. I was like, oh, well, no, we're friends. And then she went and fucked one of my friends because I turned her, because I, and I didn't really, you know, turn her down, but she was kind of all over me and I was just kind of kept my hands in my pockets. So you you pulled a Scott. (laughs) Yeah. Now, did you do that intentionally or did did you just not see? I just, I, I, a little bit of both, you know, a was okay. She's been drinking and, and I don't want to take advantage of her because we're such good friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have. I have one huge regret from when I was a park ranger. We had a park party and this one girl was, we were sitting, we were at somebody's house and we were in the pool and this girl kind of swam over. It was just me and her in the pool. And I'm just like, you know, you've been drinking. I can't. And it's 30 years later. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I had a, what I would call kind of a a boof sort of. And she was somebody that I I was good friends with. We we hooked up a couple times. No, nothing major ever. It was always like really minor stuff. Mm-hmm. But I actually remember I called her up and I said, hey, <laughs> Dorsey Levins is in the choir <laughs> and they're having a choir concert tonight. I want to go. You want to go with me? So I basically took my booth to a choir concert to watch the girl that I had a huge crush on. <laughs> All right. Okay. And it was just, it, it was, it, I knew that it, what it was and it, I wasn't that I was missing the signs, but anyway. Okay. So Boof is obviously into him, but Styles drives by and, and he asks for money and Scott says, just say no. And Scott he's itch, asked, but he's, he's itching himself at this point. And he, he's kind of scratching yeah. his, um, behind his back and his armpits a little bit. And she says something about a shower after basketball because he he asks her if if he's all right. And then he asks about Pamela, and that kind of ends that whole conversation. Well, he 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 tells her that Pamela Wells won't even look at him, and she said, "Well, you could do better." Uh, I I don't even think it's that she won't look at him. She won't say two words to him because that actually comes up. All right, but in my notes it says Scott is like Doug in high school can't read the signs. <laughs> yep and so now he's at work and where does he work he works at his dad's hardware store and his dad is doing something is he like doing the books or something Uh, he's counting something because scott says what starts saying what the score is like don't you're gonna screw up my counting okay i think he's counting like rivets or all right (laughs) nuts and bolts and but yeah but he can't compete they can't compete with sears and roebuck and what does scott hear uh dog whistle yes This is Lex Luthor. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. That's from the first one. That's from the first one. Did you recognize who the kid was that was blowing the whistle? Uh, Ponfar. Ponfar? Yes. Young Spock from Star Trek Three. Yes, Ponfar. He's going through Ponfar. That's why he oh, has to fuck Ponfar. So this kid, he developed an addiction to pills following a tonsillectomy, and he died in prison of a heroin overdose. Jeez, oh, <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, he was. He was in a bunch of other stuff until I think he was nineteen or twenty, and then died. But this was eighty-five. 
search for Spock had to have been 85, 86. Okay. So it's probably right around the same time. This was his big break, that in Star Trek three. But now we're back at the high school and Scott is, I'm sorry. What does he do with the, the kid with the dog whistle? Totally blew that off. He throws it on the ground. He's like, it's broken. So another thing that, but wouldn't Scott's dad yes, have heard it as well? You would think, but maybe Scott's dad is conditioned to it. He he just kind of can ignore it. He can control it. Or it's possible that when Scott's dad is a human, it's not affecting him. But because Scott is going through Ponfar, <laughs> he picks it all. He picks all the stuff up. Okay. But now Scott is back at school and he is carrying why doesn't he he get a, a cart or something he's trying because to carry... he's a because he's a dumb kid and kids do dumb shit and they don't think about they kids work harder not smarter and that's what i tell my son all the time we he has a, a fish tank a 10 gallon fish tank and once a week we clean it and we siphon out about two-thirds of the water and clean all the gravel and stuff and then scrub down the inside of the tank and he's got a pail and i told him i said i said okay man I said, you know, when we siphon this thing out, we 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 fill up this bucket and then we have to go dump that out and then we fill it up some more. I said, when filling it back up, just do half and half or a little bit more than half and half. So you're not carrying this gigantic bucket of water and splashing water all over the place. Sure. Literally with two minutes after I told him that, he comes walking in the bedroom with this bucket full to the brim of water and <laughs> sloshing. And I'm like, man, I'm like, work smarter, not harder. And he, and and he's like, well, dad, you always told me to work hard. I am working hard. I'm like, yes, but work smarter, not harder. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's a fine line that you have to draw with teaching your children things. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. But of all these things, he has uh, tarp, paint, and yeah. tape. And he he's drops, got tape in his. He's got tape in his mouth, but he drops roll the roll of tape, tape. Mm-hmm. and it rolls over. And I thought at this point it was the principal because he hadn't been uh, talked about, but it's actually the vice principal. It's the vice principal, Mister Thorne, and Scott is obviously struggling with these supplies. And the principal picks up the tape and tosses it to him, forcing Scott to drop everything. Right, like you dick. But what was he bringing all the stuff for? It's for the play that Pamela is starring in. And is she the only person in this play? Yeah, it's a solo. It's a one-woman show. <laughs> right. <laughs> because there's literally nobody else except for the wolf's role in this. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's it's Gone with the Wind. Uh, it could be. I don't know. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. I've never seen it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is a stage production of Gone with the Wind. Um, and the, yeah, Scott interrupts the, and the director is pissed off. And he drops the stuff and, and he looks down and it looks like he's been masturbating, double fisting. <laughs> but the, the director is a douchebag. But when he finds out that he's from the hardware store, he's actually excited. Yes. That all of his supplies are there. Mm-hmm. And the director is over and he's checking out the inventory of stuff that Scott has brought. And Scott asks Pamela if she's going to a party tonight and asks if she needs a ride. This is when we find out he has the hairy hands. Yes. Uh, she already has a ride, and who is her ride? Mick, the bully from and the he, basketball game. And he he wanders in from the back of the auditorium, and he and Pam walk out together. And what does Mick do as they're walking out? Does he flip him off? 
No, he's grabbing her ass. Oh, he's grabbing her ass. All right. So now we're at the liquor store, and Styles is trying to buy a keg of beer. Mm-hmm. And what does he have in his mouth? He's got a heater in his mouth. Uh, he's got sunglasses with the leather blinders, like like a like you would put on a horse. Yes, I had a pair of those, and I want to say that even like the part that goes around your ear is it was really looped, and that had leather on it as well. Okay, yeah, but uh, the guy at the liquor store says that he's going to need to see an ID, and Styles comes out and he's pissed. And there's another guy that's with Styles. What is his character's name? Lewis. Nothing ever happens with this character. It feels like there is a story here that never gets explained. He has no end. Right. But um, Styles says never say die. And now we go to Scott's house. And Scott is having dinner with his dad. And he's talking about quitting the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And his dad's trying to tr- talk him out of it. But... Scott gives a reason why he wants to quit the basketball team. Why does he want to quit the basketball team? He wants to do something else, possibly the school play. And then Scott asks his dad something, and his dad is about to share something important with Scott, and Styles walks in. Mm -hmm. And Scott asks Styles about, is there a rash Going around. Is there, a, is there a mystery rash going around? But now they're back at the liquor store. No, 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 no. Oh, there's something important here. Okay. When, when Scott asks Styles about the rash, what does Styles say to Scott? I was seeing that I went directly to the liquor store. I don't have that answer. Says, no, but the shop teacher got his dick caught in a vacuum cleaner. Oh. <laughs> and then Doug saw him when he came upstairs from his bedroom. <laughs> yes. But now they are outside the liquor store. And they, Styles has an idea of giving Scott uh, a squirt gun and just like, just put it in your pocket. You don't have to show it to him. And and you're you're not really robbing the store because you're going to buy the keg of beer. And it reminded me of, and I tried finding this clip, a Happy Days clip of where Richie has his hand in his pocket of his jacket. There's some bullies or something. And he pulls it out and he's like, and I have this. And he's got a rock in his hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's from, that's where that came from in Solo. Oh, that would that, make sense because that Ron would make Howard, sense. Yeah. Yes. Now, oh, well, f- man, full circle there. Holy shit. Okay. Call back to Happy Days in Solo. Wow. I, didn't, I wonder why I didn't think about that then. Because, like, you know what it is? I don't think of Ron Howard when I when I watch Solo. What do you I think of? I. It's just L- a Star L7? Wars. Seven. It's just a Star L3, Wars. Movie. It's, it's a Star is. Wars movie, but Ron Howard doesn't come to mind. But. Scott just tosses the gun over his shoulder and he goes into the liquor store. So do I have to play the what this reminds you of or No, no, now it's you you play first you play the clip. Give me a bottle of anything. No, hey, what are you doing? Play- <laughs> okay. What why would why you do that? I thought that's what he wanted. Okay. No, I want the clip from the movie. The the clip from the movie. Oh, with the, the Well, first of all, Scott's in line behind a couple old bags. And then he gets up to the counter, and then there's this conversation between Scott and the guy who shut down Styles earlier. Hi. Hi. Uh, I'd like a keg of beer, please. You don't say. 
Yeah, uh, how much is that? You any ID, Sonny. You little bastard just won't give up, will you? Listen, no ID, no goddamn beer. Can't you get that through your thick skull? Give me a keg of beer. And these. So I had a problem with this scene, and I understand why it works this way. But you don't go and buy, oh, I want a keg of beer or give me a 12-pack of beer. You have to say what kind of beer you want. But that's a trope in any movie where it's, I want a glass of wine. I want a beer when they go and sit at a bar. That's pack of nails. Yeah. Give me a box of nails. Give me a box of cigarettes. I mean, that's the same thing. But now seeing that you've ruined my joke, why don't you go ahead and play the clip of what that last part reminded me of. Give me a bottle of anything and a glazed donut. To go. Any idea what that's from? Oh, it's from uh, David Lee Roth's video. Come on. What's the name of the song? Just a Gigolo? No. Yankee Rose. Yankee Rose. Okay. I had the right guy. I, I know the uh, video. It's from yes. Dave TV. Yes. But during that, that clip where Scott is talking to the old dude at the liquor store, there is a POV shot in the middle of it. And then they turn around and they show Scott and he has red these eyes. Red eyes. Yeah. Really kind of cheesy, but a little bit. Now there's two vehicles there. There was Styles car, which is a shitty little convertible. And then Scott has his dad's hardware store van. Mm-hmm. And they put the keg in the convertible instead of putting the keg in the van. <laughs> and then Styles gets out of his car and goes back to the van and wants Lewis to drive the convertible with the keg in it. And Lewis is like, I don't even have my driver's license. Oh, don't worry about it. It's no problem. And they're talking, and this is where we find out that Mick is 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that he's still in high school is because he did time. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. No, probably not. I mean, we did have somebody that was in my grade and then also in your grade that was 19 when they graduated. And they yes. did do time. So, but they were in high school that whole time. Right. But yes. And actually, we missed the part where, um, Lewis was talking to to Scott and he asks why Scott doesn't go for Booth. And Scott denies that Mick and Pam are together. And now what is Styles going to do with Scott's van? Uh, he's going to do some van surfing. I don't know if they could do that today in a movie. Because uh, it would be a bad influence, kind of like the program. The program, the kids. Yes. yes. And yeah, so I, I, I shouldn't have to ask this question, but I will. Did, did you ever go van surfing? No, no. I've done the where I've stood up from my waist up in a sunroof and have gone 100 miles an hour. Still dumb. Not nearly as yes. dumb. No, but I was 
I, I never did it, but I remember I was driving people around and the guy who criticized my, my rowing ability <laughs> was, was in the front seat of my car. Uh-huh. And he was talking to somebody in the back seat. He's like, I can't hear you. I got to go back there. He went from the front seat to the back seat of the car. Outside of the car? Outside of the car. When I was driving like 45. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the kind of shit that he would do. Sure. But Sure. But yeah, they're playing Beach Boys, surfing USA. And he's barefoot. And then Scott looks in the mirror. And what does Scott have? When Spock he ears. He's got Spock ears and he swerves a little bit. Um, Styles falls down. But now they show up to a party, and I think Styles thinks that he's he's because they're showing up with a keg. He's going to be the gonna, conquering he, hero, the hero like in um, oh gosh, why can't I think of the movie with Michael Cera and um, the fat guy? Super bad. Yeah, where they show up with like Tide bottles full of beer <laughs> from a keg, and as they're pouring it out, it's blue. Yeah. No, uh, th- there's a couple things about this party. First of all. This it's a huge place. party. Yeah, it's a huge party. This party would get busted for sure. Yeah, because half the party is outside. Right, and that that's the whole thing is you you can have a lot of people, but you got to keep it somewhat buttoned up. No, they're all mm-hmm. over. And right. I can't remember what state this takes place in. I want to say Nebraska. I have no idea. I don't know. But Styles is bringing the keg in, and there are people smoking joints. Mm-hmm. I never, I mean, I've obviously seen joints, but... The, the lion's share of things was always bowls. Bowls, and when you were at a party and you went to smoke pot, you went and did it in private. You didn't do it out in the open. Right. Now I think now I, th- I think that's probably different. Yeah, but I mean, now it's... I think of the number of times I've seen joints is probably the smallest, with probably bowls being the largest, uh, one-hitters being like second biggest, bongs being third and joints being a distant fourth. Yeah. But you yeah, know, he prob- p- people just openly smoking joints and mm-hmm. Pam is there mm-hmm. and she's, she's talking to a guy that is not Mick and Scott goes up to her. Yeah. And he says, you're looking for, you, uh, you're looking for someone in particular. Not you. <laughs> there you go. She said two words to you. I told you the two words would come back. Obviously, this yes. week you did not bother to read the email. <laughs> I did, I did, but I didn't, I didn't write it down because you had, I, I had way more clips in this movie than you did. Yes, but Boof uh, enjoyed that. Boof enjoyed kind of watching Scott get shot down. Sure, and then Styles goes to the headmaster of the party, and he's like, "Hey, just throw the keg there," and it's just like it's a giant pile of kegs. Uh, and here, maybe you can explain this to me. And you went to the same high school as me. You did mm-hmm. not have the same high school experience as me, but you went to the same high school as me. So I understood the hierarchy of our school. I do not understand the hierarchy of this movie from a social perspective. How Styles is like the, the, game like the headmaster at this he's party. The game ma- he's yeah. the game master. And yeah. there's a woman, just random woman, who's probably too old to be there in a nighty. Mm-hmm. I didn't get how this worked and everybody seemed to, there was no, it was, everything was cohesive. Everybody, everybody was together. There was no strata. There was, there was no like clicky things. 
know, that's that's not such a bad thing. I'm I not saying it's a bad thing, but I'd say it's unrealistic for this time frame. Sure, I, I wish that would have been the case because there's man, the clicks in our high school were horrible. Oh, they were. They, I mean, last reunion I went to, granted it was 15, 20 years ago, we're still very much there. Yeah, but Styles is playing host, and they are playing party games, I guess. Yeah, there's so the way it works, I think, is. All the boys write their names on a piece of paper and it gets tossed into a hat. And then it's like a key party. And the girls then pull that name out of that hat. And when it comes to the girls' turn, they have to read the name on the piece of paper. And there's some broad named Rhonda who reads Chubb's name. Mm-hmm. And his his task is he has to eat this bowl of jello. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And he pours it down Rhonda's shirt. Yeah. And then he kind of chases her like a a dirty old man out of the room. <laughs> but before the thing with, with Tubby, there was, and it, it comes up later in the same scene, there's two people on the floor that appear to be tied together, covered oh, some, in whipped sorry, cream. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I yeah. didn't understand what that was. No, I didn't either. I wasn't sure. Scott's and, sweating like a whore in church. <laughs> and Pamela has Scott's name, and she's like, oh, God. this I, I got this doofus. But... Styles calls Booth's name, and she says she has Scott's name. And I think they call it two minutes in the closet. Yeah. I've heard it called seven minutes in heaven or... Yeah, something like that. Have, yeah. have you ever done... Have you ever played that game? No, I wish I would have. Do you ever play um, Spin the Bottle? I was just going to get to that. My son, he's in this musical, and they're having a cast party at uh, a girl's house that he's rather close with. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday night after the final show. And he goes, yeah, we're playing spin the bottle. And I'm like, what? And he goes, the hug version. (laughs) (laughs) But when he first said spin the bottle, I was like, (laughs) okay, that's awesome. I, I never, I never played seven minutes in heaven or whatever it's called. I never did spin the bottle. The, The only thing was, Strip poker. That was the I've only played, thing close. Okay. When you've played strip poker, how many people were involved at the table? Eight, ten. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I've only played it with like four, me and three other people. What, what, mean, what dudes were they? Your penis <laughs> <laughs> was one, his wife, and his wife's friend. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Anybody I know that you played strip poker with? Yeah, B-Dub. Oh, okay. Well, so this is at, this is at college. Yes, it was at college. All right. No, I was I was famous for I had a very specific order and the last thing to come off was always my shirt. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Not embarrassing my cock, embarrassing my chest. So. <laughs> but but yeah, they uh they go into the closet and then she tells him, "Oh, I have I actually got Malcolm." But he, does she say or does he say, "Come closer?" Uh, she does, I believe. Okay. And then they kiss. At what point would these signs become evident to you? Signs? Yeah. Of what? So she says that she actually had somebody else's name, but she said Oh, as soon as, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I would know immediately. Okay, yeah, she's got a thing for me. And I think he he probably already knows. Right, and then, but as this is going on, Rick has shown up. And Mm -hmm. Rick, I'm sorry, Mick. Mick. Mick, Mick, just think of Bachelor Party. Okay. With the the little Indian pimp when an arrow gets shot through and, and lands and goes in the wall right next to him and he's like, I gotta go get Mick. 
Yeah, but see, if I think bachelor party, I'm going to think of Nick. Nick the dick. Yeah. Sets right. a foot long. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, Mick wants to bail. And Scott is getting a little rough with with Boof in the closet. And this was, I think, two minutes. He's like, you're off your fingernails. It was two minutes. So from pillar to post, yeah, two, two minutes. minutes. In the closet, yeah. How, how mm-hmm. much can happen in two minutes? A lot. I it's, as soon as I start kissing, at that age, I'm gonna get an instant erection. Okay, sure. What is, did you just say? Okay, I'm gonna stop kissing. You gotta start cranking on this right away because <laughs> we only got 90 seconds. <laughs> well, left. no, but but I mean, they're just you know he's he's getting all hot and heavy, and usually you're you know you're rubbing your hands all over their back while you're kissing and necking and stuff, and then but his his wolf nails come out, and he scratches her hard, and she slaps him. Yeah, and so yeah, they open the closet and Boof says it was unexpected and as she walks away you can see she has claw marks through the back of her shirt. Yes. And Scott drives home and he does a real shitty job parking. Mm-hmm. And then he runs in past his dad. And uh his dad turns off the TV and goes up the stairs after Scott. Mm-hmm. And Scott is going through changes Scott oh. can I come in uh, no dad uh, no I'm uh, I'm doing something in here all set you may be surprised whatever it is son, you can tell me I'll understand oh, oh, oh no dad uh, no not this time Scott Howard your father speaking now open this door right this minute okay dad you asked for it an explanation is probably long overdue yeah, his dad's a werewolf, too. An explanation? Too. Jesus Christ, Dad, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. It's not as bad as it looks. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Dad. I mean, you knew about this? You knew about this and you didn't tell me? I was hoping I wouldn't have to. Sometimes it skips a generation. I've got to tell you about your future. <laughs> he pretty much plays Marty McFly in this movie, doesn't he? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. I like the character. Not a lot uh, of range. I don't think Michael J. Fox is someone, very agreeable person, great actor, um, mm-hmm. but not a lot of left to right range. Right. But the next day, oh, well, there's a full moon that night, but the next day mm-hmm. the dad is making, I think it's breakfast, but he yeah. offers him a cup of cocoa. And then you got a couple things here. I do? Yes. His dad's talking about how... Um, it's not all bad. You will have some oh. great powers. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a clip. Yeah. There's a clip from the movie. I've been sitting around when you was young man, just sitting in no. class. What are you doing? Nope. Oh. You so, sorry. You're having some issues. Right? either. Tell me about it. Well, for one thing, you're going to be able to do a lot of things the other guys aren't. Oh, like uh, chase cars and bite the mailman? When you want it, you're going to have great power. And with great power goes a greater responsibility. 
Scott is an anti-Wolfite. Yes. Now, I don't know if this was from the comic books or if this was something that started in the movies with this line. This guy, Flash Thompson, he probably deserved what happened. But just because you can beat him up doesn't give you the right to. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. That's the Raimi one. You're a lot like No, yes. You really are, Peter, and that's a good thing. But your father lived by a philosophy, a principle, really. He believed that that if you could do good things for other people, you had a moral obligation to do those things. That's what's at stake here. That's Not the Garfield choice, ones. Mm-hmm. Responsibility. I will be on purpose you listen to me. You have a gift. You have power. And with great power, there must also come great responsibility. That's the one with the, the woman that gets bent over from the guy from The Hunger Games. The guy from The Hunger Games? Who's the guy from The Hunger Games? The guy that died. He played Scotty in Boogie Nights. Oh, he, what, what What movie does he bend her over? When the Devil Knows You're Dead? Yeah, it's in the very first shot. All right. She film. also gets naked. She gets naked in a bunch of stuff. The Wrestler, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the first thing that she got naked in. It was like, ooh, Marissa Tomei's naked. Kind of like when Halle Berry got naked in the Travolta. Swim and- fan? Hugh, Hugh Jackman yeah. film, swim fan. Yeah, I, I, it's like swim fan. I can't think of what it is. It's oh, the one where the, she's sucking his it, cock and he has to program. Uh, Hugh Jackman has to program something or break through a firewall or some bullshit. Oh, oh, what the fuck is that name of that movie? Like Sharknado or something. Swim fan. I'm telling you. Yeah. But his dad says, well, Scott, werewolves are people like anyone else. And Scott goes, I've got problems. But now he's at his locker and Pamela is what, five, six, seven lockers down. And she looks over at him and she goes, there's something different about you. Well, it's very convenient. In this hallway, you have Pam, Scott, Booth, and Styles, And Lewis. And Lewis. Yeah. Swordfish. Swordfish. There you go. Swim fan, swordfish. Sharknado. There you go. (laughs) We were all close. She was also in... Halle Berry also got naked in a movie with Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton. Thornton. Yeah. And there's there's some... She won an Oscar for that. There's some... Monster's Ball. Monster's Ball. Where some people think that there was actually penetration. It's possible. It's mm-hmm. happened in other films. Yeah. Uh, Brown Bunny with uh, Chloe Savini. Well, that was... I mean, come there, on. That's kind, that's kind of obvious. I don't know. It's angles. Really? The angle? Yeah. Her, his cock is in her mouth and he jizzes in her mouth. For real. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I've never seen that clip a hundred times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she, Pam is actually talking to him, and Boof is pissed at Scott. And now he's in English class. And Yeah. Did you have any comments about English class here? No. I thought the teacher was kind of hot. Was she? Yeah. All right. There's another class, and it seems like it's another English class. Hold on. She yells out, wolf. And he goes, ugh. He's like half asleep or something. Mm -hmm. And she's talking about Thomas Wolf. Mm -hmm. Um, No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's the other class. She's this. I think this is like literature class because she's talking about two twins were rescued by. And she asks Scott who. And he goes, oh. And she's like, very funny, Scott. 
Now he's in English class with, and this is, did you recognize who the teacher was? He's been in a million things. No. You never watched 24, did you? No. He's the president in a couple of seasons of 24. He's, he's not one the guy of, that sells insurance, is he? Sells insurance? Yeah, the one guy that was president on 24, I think, is the the pitch man for an insurance company. I don't know. He's He's literally in that HBO documentary, that guy. Okay, sure. So, um, but the next class, he's asked to come up and do a problem. And are his hands all, his hands are all fucked up. Yeah, he has wolf hands. But it could have been because of this. Ever been sitting around when you was young man, just sitting in class and your dick get hard for nothing? You be just sitting there and your dick say, hey, what's going on in there? That's when the teacher said, Mr. Murphy, want to come work out this problem on the board? No, that's all right. I'll take the zero. Yeah. I think everybody has dealt with that at one point or another. For sure. We've talked about it several times on this podcast. Yep. But he runs out and Mm. a janitor stops him from going into a bathroom. And then for some reason, all the hallways are wet. Yes. They put shaving cream on the floors. (laughs) Literally, that's what they did to make it slippery like that. Uh and he goes into another bathroom, and there's some kid writing graffiti on the walls in the mirrors. Right. And then he, he, he runs out of that bathroom, finds another bathroom, and he's sitting in front of a sink, and he's begging himself not to change. And who is there? The vice principal. And the vice principal wants to see his hands. Yeah, to see if he's got marker on his hands. And he wants to know if he has seen anybody with a marker. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the time when I was in speech class? And I didn't even um, know you were in speech class. I, was, I took speech class. My saw everybody had to take speech. In, oh, in so, okay. Sophomore year. Okay. Yeah. Speech like no giving a speech. Not, spe- not speech to like fix my lisp. No, because I was in that kind of speech class. All right. <laughs> Hello, my name is Matt Buck. <laughs> hey, there's certain words I can't say. Fuck you. That's <laughs> yeah. those are two words that I can say. So fuck yes. you. Yes. Um, and. One of the girls in that class was had, was writing on the desks, a couple of desks with purple marker. And the speech teacher was the same teacher that we had for study hall that asked <laughs> us if we were peeing on the floor because we would just sit there and chew and spit on the floor. I, I have no recollection of what you're talking about. <laughs> I do not know what you're talking about. And then when we got busted for that, then we would, one of us would bring in a juice box and we would both spit into the same small little straw. How fucking disgusting is that? It's not great. No. It's not great. But this teacher was asked, you know, she came up to me and and another dude that I was hanging out with, and she said, do you know who's doing it? And I said, if you give me an A on the next speech, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So I ratted her out for an A on my next speech. You're a bastard, Doug. (laughs) Between that and giving... Bug eyes, the name Bug Eyes, you're a you're a real motherfucker, Doug. <laughs> yeah, I am a real motherfucker. Like I said, there's certain things in high school I'm not I'm not proud of. I'm not proud of at all. Um, the vice principal is he's he's talking to Scott and mm-hmm. he kind of has it out to Scott and he says this to him. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. You remind me of your father when he went here. He was a slacker too. Other than McFly, that clip totally would work in this film absolutely because the whole father thing comes up yes yeah but now we're in styles garage and what styles looking for uh he's looking for weed 
He's looking for his older brother's stash. And, uh, but Scott has something to tell him. Listen, Styles, uh, I've I got to talk to you about something because it's making me nuts. Yeah, well, I hear you, but if it's that intense, I'll need a solid buzz to think clearly. Well, look, I, 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 I wouldn't even, uh, I wouldn't even mention it to you except that i got to talk to someone. Wait a minute, are you going to tell me you're a f- I mean, if you're going to tell me you're a f- I don't think I can handle it. I'm not a f- I'm a werewolf. Yeah, had to had to dust the old beep. Really, off. you think you think so? You think? I mean, we say the c word and other things, but we're not saying it. It's context for the movie. Um, you know, I I thought about it, and we've actually talked about it. In, yeah, in the in, dreaded f word. Yeah, the other f word. Yeah, and uh, just this week, I wanted to err on on the side of caution. Okay, so let's say I'm doing a Civil War movie about black soldiers and the N-word is used. Uh, I mean, that came up in Biloxi Blues. And I... That's right, it did. And we left it in, didn't I we? I agonized about that. And I thought agonized? about it. Yeah, I agonized. did. I thought about it long and hard. Okay. And... I, see, I, can, just, I can picture you on the edge of your bed with the the music from Platoon playing and Jen's sleeping. She rolls over. She starts rubbing your back. She's like, it's okay, Matthew. Come to bed. You'll work it all out. I can't sleep. <laughs> I can eat. What is that from? I don't know. I can't sleep. I can't. Oh, it's from that 70s show. It's from Kelso. Oh. When right. he's talking about when Jackie broke up with him, he's like, um, it's tearing me apart, man. I can't sleep. I can eat. <laughs> but um, no, it, it is... It is you're right. It's it's the context of the film, and that's the thing that it it actually is very very common in in eighties films where that is one of those things where that would be completely not allowed now. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing, so let's say they were making a an an eighties film today, and All right. I mean they were making a period eighties film. Mm-hmm. It would have to abide by today's sensibilities, right? Absolutely. There would be limited smoking. Um, actually, no smoking. There would be no high school drinking. Everybody would be integrated. Yeah. Um, there would be a, a probably a, a good representation of the LGBT. LGBT. Yeah. 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 Which sure. is absolutely not accurate to what the 80s was. Correct. Did you hear or see that Disney put Hot Shots and Hot Shots part part do on their platform and took it off immediately because it was too adult. No, I got this thing about uh, Disney saying you had to log in to be able to watch TVMA stuff on yeah. their platform. Yeah. You have to, you had to change the setting because they put, they put all the Marvel shows from um, Netflix. Oh, from Netflix? Okay. Yeah. So daredevil and the Punisher and I, those are TVMA. Just- Yes, because there's the violence, violence, and then there's some f words, I believe, in the Punisher. I think that'd just be R, though. That wouldn't be TVMA. What? I, I don't know, maybe. man. I don't know. It's yeah. I remember to look like looking for it and going, "Hey, I thought they they put this in there." And then I read, "Yeah, you had to log out and then change your settings." So, but yeah. So back in the garage, he transforms into the wolf. But Styles is freaked out a little bit. But Scott tells him, "You know, is there anything I can do?" And <laughs> <laughs> what can a teen wolf do? I can find what you're looking for. So 
He finds yeah. Saweet immediately. And yes. Immediately, Styles starts calling him TW. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit too quick. I, I get it. Styles is a marketer. I get that. We only got we only got an hour and thirty four minutes to to wrap this movie up. So, yeah, but the branding came awfully quickly. Yes, and Scott goes. Yeah, he's at home. He goes home, and his dad and Boof are playing basketball. And Boof asks if Scott wants to walk her home. Nah, I'm okay. I think I'm gonna go home, <laughs> go inside, and make a sandwich. And his dad's like, "No, go, go, come on." Is that kind come of on. like? Uh, well, I can't go to homecoming with you, but you can take me to a movie. No, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Same nah. thing. Yeah, the dad yeah. pushes Scott to do it, to walk her home. And Scott and Booth are are talking about Pam. And Scott says it'll be better if he stays away from everyone. Mm-hmm. And she wants to know if that includes her. And apparently they have some kind of a history together. And there's this lame story about them running away, but they weren't allowed to cross the street. Yeah. And she grabs him. Uh, by like the shirt or not the shirt, the jacket sides, I guess. I don't know what you call it. Mm-hmm. And it is a sign. It is definitely a thing that invites what I call some kissy time. Nope. Yes. He pushes her away. And I'm thinking about it. So you have two basic romantic interests in this film. You have Pam and you have Boof. Mm-hmm. Boof is what I would say, long-term relationship material. Pam is built for speed. And she's a cunt. Yeah, well, I mean, that might be tied to it. But, I mean, Pam, if if you have, if, if you're looking at, I, I have to pick one of these girls to date for the next three weeks, Pam oh, is the better choice. Okay, all right. If I have to date someone for the next six months, Boof is the better choice. All right. But there's yeah. another basketball game. Yeah, and this is where they're playing the boys from Bunker Hill Academy. <laughs> oh, that that's where uh, Cadet Number 5 comes from. Okay. Right, right. But Boof is there. Styles is there. For some Pamela, reason, Pamela is there. Yeah, she's sitting there watching. Um, Coach Scott has uh, can, something very inspirational to say to the kids as they're about to start the game. What does he say? Don't worry, he'll be over in an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. But Scott gets fouled, and he has like three or four guys on top of him. No. So, no, his eyes turn red and he makes the free throw after he gets fouled. Right. And that was on the opening tip off. And there is two people that are on the basketball team that are not main cast that you may or may not recognize. One of them comes up here. It's a guy who's pissed. It's like, I can't do all this myself. Yeah. That's uh, Doug Savant. And what's he been in? Uh, he's best known for, for either Melrose Place or... Um, What's the one with Terry Hatcher? Terry Hatcher. Lois and Clark? No, 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 no. It's all Desperate Housewives. She was in Desperate Housewives? Terry Hatcher? Yeah. Yeah. I never watched, I never watched that show. Neither did I. I know. I, the only one I can picture of is the dermatologist from Seinfeld and Ava Longoria. Okay. But uh, the coach wants some salt for whatever he's eating. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott makes the second free throw and Mick has shown up in the crowd. And then there is a, a scuffle or a scrum for the Scott steal, Scott steals the ball. Yes. And then there's a scuffle and he's mobbed and he emerges as the wolf. And everybody rightfully so is freaked out. Mm-hmm. 
But something that actually will come into play that should have picked up on is the principal, when he sees this, covers his junk. Oh, does he? Yeah. I didn't notice that. But Scott dribbles the ball back underneath his basket, and he just sits there for a beat. Mm -hmm. Another beat. Another beat. Totally, this would be a 10-second violation because you only have 10 seconds to get it past half court. Oh, okay. But then Scott goes coast to coast and dunks it. Yes. And then number 33 is the other person on the basketball team. Um, he, he was played by an actor named Court McCain. Mm-hmm. Um, probably have no idea who, who I'm talking about. Mm-mm. I'll, I'll give you a, a quote from his most famous role. Quinton is in. Let the fun begin. I have no idea. Can't Buy Me Love. He plays Quint in Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, He's the right. one who broke his arm, your pitching arm, that guy. He's uncredited role, but he's the on the basketball team. So then Scott steals and the ball and scores again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the dunks don't match where the player is geographically on the court All right. <laughs> immediately well, I before mean, it. It's kind of a montage to a Randy Newman song. Okay. <laughs> it certainly sounded like a Randy Newman song. And Pamela is clapping, mm-hmm. so she's getting into it. And then after the game, the crowd has gone to the local pizza place. They go to the Max. <laughs> and uh, I'm wondering there. how many people get that joke. The Max? Well, anybody that's listening is probably is familiar with Say by the Bell. Yeah. Well, there you go. You just gave up the joke. Thanks, man. But I was hoping maybe we could get some people that would email in and go, I got it. It was Saved by the Bell. Nobody emails you us. Ruined, you, you ruined it. <laughs> But Pamela and Mick are there, but Pamela cozies up to him. Yeah, well, Scott, as the wolf, is holding court because yes. this is the first time they've won a game in three years. Mm-hmm. But Boof is not impressed. Uh, neither is Mick, but yeah. Pamela is. And the, he, Scott gets a free pizza and then bites into a beer can with his wolf teeth. <laughs> and the the next day, he is royalty. In the hall. He's the big big man on campus. He's on the front page of the school newspaper. Which, that was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And at his locker, Lewis does not want to talk to him. No, he's afraid of him. But it never gets explained or resolved. Right. But the, the vice principal comes up and tries to assert his dominance over Scott. Whoa, Mr. T. You may think that you're something special around here, but let me remind you that I am still the vice principal. Hey, hey, I'm no different than anyone else. That's nice. You look good in that. When he says, that's nice, you look good in that, what does he do to the vice principal? Does he kind of straighten his collar or his lapels? His his lapels, he like strokes down his lapels which is totally a a power move of sure it i'm is. bigger than you yeah but there's another basketball game <laughs> so i don't know how the the time works in this film no i'm not sure either but the game the, the stands are now packed or no as he walks away from the principal he break dances yeah he does the backspin <laughs> yes and they don't even have cardboard on the floor for him to do no, it no they don't but, but well, he's on some highly waxed linoleum, school linoleum. Shaving cream. Yes. But, but the stands are packed. At big the crowd. Game. And yeah. there's also been a change in the mascot. Right. It's now a wolf head instead of a beaver head. I, I hate it when a beaver becomes a wolf. 
But after the game, thank you for that <laughs> subtle laughter. Um, uh-huh. he, he's getting asked for autographs, and the next day, they're, they're in class. A, yeah, and he gets an A in a paper. Do you think it's just – is the wolf giving him, like, super smarts? Or is it a, because he's the, you know, king shit now? That he's getting – just the teacher's giving him A's? Well, Styles got a D minus. All right. And, and what does the teacher do after she hands him back his paper? I'm not sure. She pats him on the head oh, like a yes. dog. Right. Uh, right. Pam, once again, is impressed. And Boof, mm-hmm. once again, is not. Well, he's got that big hairy chest sticking out. And that's what... There's there's several references in other movies. Yes. And this one, this is the first one I thought of. Hairy chest? Yeah. You willing to make some sacrifice? Absolutely. See that whole Teen Wolf thing you got going right there? You need to wax that right out. Boom. Okay. I, I, know I it's from. Yeah, it's from Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah. Because right. the clip was called Forty Year Old Virgin. So. Oh. <laughs> well, I told you. I said. I. That's right. I labeled those and yeah. just said, "Oh yeah, okay." But um, let's see. The cheerleaders have a new wolf chant, and then he steals the the ball from his own player. Yeah, and that is. That's a dick move. And as totally. Jen and I were watching this. She said, I've seen you do that. <laughs> to one of your own kids? Oh, no. Uh, soccer. Oh, all right. Where I've ran past somebody and t- taken the ball away from someone on my own team. And, yeah, it, it is totally a dick move. Mm-hmm. But uh, another day at school, and but Scott is in school just as Scott. He's not the wolf. And yes. he's, he's talking with, with Boof. Oh, Scott Howard. Hey, Boof. Aren't you afraid of disappointing all your fans? Look, Boof, I can't help it if the whole town has gone wolf crazy. I mean, uh, this wasn't my idea. There are some advantages. None. All sides, no way, everybody. Check it out. Right over here. Check it out. Hey, Scotto, tip of the iceberg, baby. We are cleaning up. Yeah, Styles is selling Teen Wolf mer- merchandise. Right. Who was Styles in our high school? Was there a Styles in our high school? Yeah, there was. Um, he was in your class. Okay. Um, he was the only African-American in your class. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. He had enough. He would have been able to do that. Yeah. He would have been yeah. able to pull that shit off. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he was he was a smooth talker. And oh, that he was guy loved got, by everybody pretty much. That guy got so much trim because of he was such a smooth talker with the ladies. I remember him get, telling me. I was going to prom. I didn't want to go to prom my senior year, and um, I got hooked up with somebody because he said, you know, come on, let's double date. I'm like, I don't want to go. Find me a date, and I'll go with you, and he found me a date. And then I went out like the night before prom with a bunch of people, and I was talking with him, and he's like, dude, just look at her and go, you've got the most beautiful eyes. And I'm like, really? And he's like, trust me, and it totally fucking works. But uh, Styles throws a, sh- a shirt to Boof, and then Pam calls out to Scott. Mm-hmm. Scott! Come on, now get Scott! Listen to this. Kurt wants you to be in the play. He does? Uh, wait, wait a minute, Pamela, what about basketball? It won't interfere. It's a small part, just for you. Here, Pamela, this is for you. It's too big for me. 
There are some advantages, Scott. Admit it. Boof has a little bit of a bitchy streak in her. Well, a little bit, because, yeah, she wants Scott, and Scott's going, instead of going for the sure thing, he's trying to hit a home run. Yeah, I, Boof has every right to be pissed off. But the the next thing we see is play practice, and I hate to do things back-to-back, but it's play practice. You can murder my family. You can ravage my body. But I beg you, with all that is decent and holy, don't destroy my plantation. Sergeant, burn the fields. And when you're done with that, burn the house. Uh, yeah, uh, wolf, wolf, wolf person, whatever your name is. That was really... Thanks, babe, I love you. Something. That is bad. Bad. Mm-hmm. Bad acting. <laughs> sure, sure is. And the next thing, Pamela is in her dressing room, and mm-hmm. Scott goes in to visit her. Do high school plays have individual dressing rooms for... No. Okay. No, they they do not. They do not. It's the My Boys musical... They have a boys' dressing room and a girls' dressing room, and there, there's still a couple of volunteer spots left available, and a couple of those spots are volunteer in the girls' dressing room. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. No, no. I, no, it's, no, I can't do it. Can't do it. I got. I'll I'll be at the ticket booth or selling flowers or something like that. But yeah, I can't be around that. Not, but, and it's not because I, you know. I'm not allowed to go towards around children. Be <laughs> it's not, feet it's away not from a court children. order. No, it's not a court order. It's just not the right thing. Yeah. Yes. But uh, Pamela asks him to close the door and she is wearing a towel mm-hmm. and she takes off her towel and she's in her bra and panties. Granny panties. So Jen and I had a discussion about this. All right. Because these were very poofy panties. Yeah. They, they were not form fitting, were they? No, there's a lot of room in the ass there. Uh-huh. And I, I said I should take her underwear shopping. And <laughs> she asks what gets him worked up. And then she takes off her top. Yes. And then I think you have a thing here. I don't. Buggery? Or do I? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, she they they fuck. Yeah. And then the uh, this is on this is on the local news the next day. An upstate woman faces buggery charges after sheriff's deputies say she videotaped herself having sex with a dog. <laughs> so, okay, I got to ask this question. While he's in the, as the wolf, do you, do you think he's got the red rocket? <laughs> you know, I, I did a little research as far as like a werewolf porn. Uh-huh. It's That is not a rabbit hole you want to try to find because... I'm pretty sure the stuff that's there is not up your alley. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I looked. Tr- trust me. I tried finding a name that porn star clip for this movie, and I typed in werewolf and wolf. And yeah, it's 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 nasty stuff. Oh, a lot of it's anime. Okay. Or I animated. Th- that I didn't see. No, I didn't. Or see a that. lot of it is um, on part part of the non-hetero crowd. Um, it is, uh, trans, transgender porn, mm. a big chunk mm-hmm. of that. And then there's also, uh, apparently werewolf is a type of 
dildo. <laughs> oh, which all is right. gigantic. Okay, um, all right. But yeah, it, none of it was was none of it worked. But um, no, the principal's outside and he can hear a howl. <laughs> yeah, he has a convertible. He hears the 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 howl and he gets scared. He's got what is that a K car that's a convertible that's got the wooden sides? Yeah, that used to be owned by um, Dennis Millard. <laughs> He no. had one of those. No. He had that car. But no, no that was John Voight's John car. John Voight's car, yeah. Except it wasn't convertible, but that's what I was going for was John Voight. All right. No, Dennis Millard, the dude that I graduated with, had that car. Well, his sister graduated with me, I think. God rest her soul. I didn't know she was dead. Yeah. Um, but where where is Scott that night? Bowling. With? Pamela. And he he, gets, he, he's got five strikes in a row. So... Just an aside here, my 17-year-old son last weekend he, on Saturday or Sunday, we were eating dinner together, and he was bragging about he broke 100 for the first time okay. the night before when he went bowling. And I said, you're 17 years old. <laughs> That's not something you should be bragging Bragging about. about breaking 100 is not something you should be doing. 200? Okay, I can get that. Yeah. He said, well, what is the highest you've ever bowled? I said, the highest I ever bowled was a 276. And Jen said, no, you didn't. I'm like, oh, yeah, I actually did. I wouldn't lie about that <laughs> because <laughs> usually, I mean, my average, I think, was like a 135 average. Just, All right. I caught fire one game and it was like strike, 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 strike. But if I bowl under 100, that's when shit starts getting thrown. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you, you, you yell over to the guy who's spraying down the shoes to put up the kitty rails on the gutters. Oh yeah. There's actually just a, a button you can push, push and it automatically raises at the alley we go to. All right. But Mick shows up and Pamela definitely makes a point of showing off and snuggling up to Scott. And Scott and asked showed, if, if she knew he was going to be there. Yeah. She bends over to show off her ass. Um, and it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. The terrible panties don't hide that fantastic ass. Right. But Mick comes over and he goes, hey, that's my girl. Well, wait, just one second. Mm -hmm. Before he comes over, Scott is giving her bowling lessons and it's bowling lessons or golf swing lessons where you are snuggled up. Yeah, Yeah. you're all up in their shit. Mm -hmm. And that's when uh, Rick comes over and calls Scott out. Hey, hey, that's my girl. Don't touch her again. She's my day tonight, pal. You don't scare me, freak. Underneath all that hair, you're still a dork, Scott. I've handled your kind before. Your mama used to steal chickens out of the backyard until I blew her head off with a shotgun. Thanks, Scott. Hey, my French fries are all over. Yeah, I did hear that. But yeah, Scott did not handle this whole confrontation very well. No, and you can kind of blame that on his dad, or maybe his dad just said, okay, well, you've got to figure this out as a werewolf. His dad could have given him a little bit more advice on how to handle himself. Sure. Yeah. But he walks Pamela home that night and asks her to the dance. So, does, uh, does that guy make always act like that? You can hardly blame him. He is my boyfriend. You mean, was your boyfriend? Is my boyfriend. But, uh, what about us? What about us? 
Uh, well, this afternoon. In your dressing room. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you see, the spring dance is coming up. And I, and I already told you I'm going to the dance with Mick. So that removes any ambiguity. They fucked in the mm-hmm. dressing room. Yes. And I, I didn't want to have this in my search history, but you know how like different animals have like different genitals? <laughs> okay. Like, you know, a pig has like a corkscrew cock. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. And a horse has, well, a horse cock. <laughs> a horse cock. Uh-huh. You know, does a wolf have a distinct genitalia? Yeah, they got the red rocket, man. They well, got that's their, just a dog. That's just they get, canine type. Well, that's what a wolf is. Well, a does it come out of the regular penis? <laughs> you mean, well, I think he transforms. I think his cock transforms into a dog penis, and then the red rocket comes out. Okay, but I, I don't understand Scott's problem here. Uh, he gets to bang her, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have to take her to the dance. Well, he wants to take her to the dance. But I'd he call that a win-win. He, I, well, I think, okay, just like, you know, you you telling your son or the conversation that we had is once you get a piece, you, you want more of it. Sure. I think he, he got a piece and he probably wants more of it. Wouldn't so, you? So was he a virgin going into, I would assume he would have had to have. Been. I would have to say yes. Yeah. But yeah. it's the next day. It's another basketball game. And Chubb is eating an apple on the court. <laughs> and the other guys, are they're all pissed. But the coach says, hey, it doesn't matter how you play the game. It's whether you win or lose. And it is kind of, okay, here, here's a story. Uh, junior year, you remember the class of 89. Mm-hmm. The class 89 was phenomenal from an athletic ability. Right? Yes, they were. I mean, yeah. that's that's when we won state in, in football. That's when we won state in uh, baseball the summer before. Mm-hmm. I was on varsity when I was a junior. But there, even when I wasn't suspended from the team, I, I was not going to play. I was basically mm-hmm. there for warm-ups, and uh, I was there to, for them to have somebody to practice against. But I was never going to see game time the- unless the you know it was a blowout. You ran... Well, come bubble. You ran the scout team. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I was, uh, oh, what the hell is his name? The shitty quarterback that we have that backs up A.A. Aaron. I don't know. Um, But we were at an away game, and it was me and uh, Gapinski. We're sitting on the end of the bench. And I waved to somebody in the crowd from, from our school, someone from our class. I'm, I'm like, hey. And I'm like doing some hand signals to him. And basically... They brought us popcorn on the bench. No. Oh. <laughs> that did not go over well. <laughs> I'm sure it did not. But uh, the uh, the game is over, and the players aren't happy, and this whole conversation takes place. Hey, Chubberoo, nice game, guy. Yeah. At least we're winning. I mean, he's winning. When do the rest of us get our hands on the ball? As good as being in the championship if none of us get to play. It doesn't matter how you play the game. It's whether you win There's or lose. Quote. No. Even that doesn't make all that much difference. Hey, guys, how about a celebration, huh? Chubby, ice cream sundae, sprinkles, uh, Jimmy's. Uh, diet, Scott, remember? Brad, glass of milk? 
I get it, Coach. What's that from? Let me give you a little advice. There's three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who's got the same first name as a city. And never go near a lady who's got a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Now, you stick with that. Everything else is cream cheese. Great game there, Scotty. Thanks, Coach. With a coach like that, how could he possibly go wrong? Sure. But you know where we should go? The lobby? Yeah. The lobby? <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. At the at the snack bar. This didn't happen, but I'll pretend that it did. Okay. I was, I was at the Subway earlier getting getting my dinner or actually my lunch. And there are things that you say that a lot of times when you will hear something, you'll just let it go if you don't understand exactly what somebody said. You like Subway because you appreciate the foot long. <laughs> it's not quite a foot, but yeah. Um, I was ordering and you're ordering your, not sides, but your toppings, your, you know, your lettuce, your tomato, your onions and mm-hmm. stuff. And one of the things I don't like about Subway is they load up your sub with so much lettuce. And I, I like a medium amount of lettuce. All right. And I was just about to say, yeah, can you just give me an, an RCH of lettuce? <laughs> and then I looked and the guy who was making my sub had red hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No, I just, so I just said a smidge, a smidge yes. of lettuce. And you have no soul. <laughs> <laughs> but Scott walks out of the school and I'm assuming this is right after this basketball game. I believe so. And Styles no longer has his convertible. What does he have now? He's got a big panel truck. And a repainted says, UPS truck. Right. And it says Wolfmobile on it. Scott asks about Lewis, our forgotten character. Right. And hey, no, he didn't want to come out with us. So Lewis is the guy from the opening scene of Mischief. That is riding no, no. around with that character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he, he just disappears. Right. Never, and actually, Lewis is in several scenes, but he never really talks again for the rest of No, it. he doesn't. So, But Styles wants to go surfing, and Scott says, no, I'm going to do it. Transforms into the wolf. And this is where, this is this, the another reference to Teen Wolf in 22 Jump Street. Stop Teen Wolf on the truck! Go That's Teen super. Wolf on the truck. No, don't Teen Wolf on oh. the truck. But I was shocked that I, I couldn't believe that Michael J. Fox could do backflips like that. Well, that's not Michael J. <laughs> but he does do the whole Marty McFly playing the guitar like Chuck Berry thing on top. Okay. Yeah. But they go past the hardware store. And he's doing a handstand. <laughs> and Styles throws a beer can. <laughs> Right. That and rolls his dad, up to his to Scott's dad. And his dad put immediately puts on an American Indian outfit and starts, <laughs> starts <to> crying. crying. <laughs> yes. And then back at home there is a confrontation between the dad and Scott and this clip is long. Mm-hmm. Missed you at the hardware store the last few days. Uh yeah. Sorry. Uh I was with Styles this afternoon. I know. You saw? Yeah, I saw. 
Unless that was another werewolf doing a handstand on top of Styles' wolfmobile and making a fool of himself. Look, Dad. I'm trying to get a grip on this. I really am. Is Thorn still on your back? Yeah, Thorn, some Neanderthal named Mick, and uh, the entire basketball team. Well, you've dug your own hole with those fellas, but uh, this Thorn business is my fault. What, uh, what do you mean, your fault? It goes back a few years. As you know, I loved your mother since we were kids. We always knew we were meant for each other. But for some reason, Rusty Thorne set his cap for her, too. And no matter what we tried, he just wouldn't go away. One night, things got a little physical and... And you turned into the werewolf. Out of anger, Scott. I turned into the werewolf out of anger. Right in front of his beady little eyes. Was he scared? Scared? He lost control of his bodily functions. I wish I could have seen that. It wasn't a very nice thing to do, but it worked. After that, he never bothered your mother or me. But to this day, I don't know who was the most frightened that night. Old Rusty Thorn or me. You gotta get a hold of it, son. And I don't even know why it says this in my notes, but there's an odd cut here. And it just cuts to the next day. And okay. Scott walks outside, and there's a dog outside his house waiting for him to pet him. And Boof is also there. She wants to walk to school with him. And she asks if, if he has plans for the spring dance. And the sperm the sperm dance? Is that what you said? Spring. Spring. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I was I was talking sperm. with my blowhorn, so you might not have heard me correctly. <laughs> But he Your asked, blowhorn. yes, I, you know what I said, blow, I said bullhorn prior to that. Uh-huh. And then I started drinking <laughs> and then I started drinking and then it came out blowhorn. But he asked, like blowhole if, of a whale. Yes. <laughs> Hole in one, one in a million. That's actually two different <laughs> Seinfeld episodes. Cause that's the, Is um, it? the, Is it a- uh, the Fuseli, Jul- Jerry and, the one with the the golf. Is that a title list? Yeah. <laughs> um, but he asks if she'll go with him, and she will, but on mm-hmm. one condition. What is that one condition? If he goes as, Scott, is that you? <laughs> Not the wolf. That's a, that's a big callback, old callback. But um, he goes, well, everyone will expect the wolf. He doesn't want to be an average guy. And he can't. And she goes, well, will you still dance with me? Of course. So. But will she uh, feed him grapes or tickle his paws? <laughs> Those are the other things he asks. <laughs> that, oh, really? That, yeah, that's uh, getting in kind of a weird area. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And so, But now he's the, getting ready. Yeah, and there is a staying alive montage as he's it's getting a ready. version of staying alive. It's not the Bee Gees staying alive. Yeah, they probably couldn't pay for the rights for that. No. But, and he's putting up, but he's putting on the same white suit, black shirt from staying alive. Yeah, he has less chest hair than John Travolta. Not did, staying alive. Saturday night, Saturday night fever. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, it's the song is staying alive. 
Yes. Uh, but he walks into the dance and there's lots of people dancing at the dance. And I never remember a dance ever being that packed with dancers. No, never, never. You got a cut, like a couple of the couples that were really hot and heavy that would go out on the, and dance to a slow dance. Right. And then you would have the groups of chicks. Yeah. It was, it was mostly women and dancing to the, the, the faster songs. Like Madonna, like to Madonna or something like that. But I mean, it's, I could probably count on one hand how many times I actually danced with a girl at a school dance. But as Scott walks in, the crowd greets him and I can count on like my hand, both hands and feet. The number of times I danced with a dude at a school <laughs> dance. Pam is there. And so is Mick. They're both wearing black, which is a little weird. Well, when he walks in, everybody kind of boogies and the, 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 the sea, the sea of people parts. And everybody's like, woo, except for Pamela and Mick. They are there staring him down. And Lewis is still scared of him. Uh-huh. And Boof is there, and Boof looks fantastic. Yeah, she does. But Super I, cute. I think in this entire film, Boof is attractive. She's definitely cute. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say she's hot. She looks hot in this scene, but she's definitely attractive throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But then they do... This stupid wolf dance. Well, first Mick says to her, Mick says to him, stay away from her. I'm warning you. And then they do, yeah, stupid wolf dance. It's no African anti ritual. No, no, it certainly is not. But the whole crowd is doing the, the wolf dance. Yes. Except for it's, Mick and Pamela. Correct. And, but while this is going on, Boof and Scott, they sneak away. And she wants Scott just as Scott for a half an hour. That's all she wants. She probably only needs like three minutes. Sure. It's a two pump chump. <laughs> hey, three minutes. That's that's a couple pumps. Sure. This it includes is. foreplay. <laughs> yeah. But Boof basically attacks him. Mm-hmm. And Pam is talking to Mick and saying that she might want to dance with Scott. And <laughs> he is not happy about that. And um, Scott and... And Boof come back, and Mick goes up to Scott and punches him. And that's not what sets off Scott, though. That's not what causes the transformation. What does he do that causes Scott to transform into the wolf? Mick says, stick with your own kind, like that tramp, and points to Boof. Yeah. And then Scott wolfs out, and he rips uh, Mick's shirt. And Lewis is freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> The the vice principal smiles and heads out after Scott. Uh-huh. And Scott is walking away and the vice principal stops him. Now you've done it. You don't know how long I have waited to get you right where I have you. You're never going to play basketball again. You know why? Because you're not going to be here anymore. That's why. You're out of here, Mr. Howard. And don't you try to... Call home, son. Go ahead. I'll handle this. Yeah, his dad's going to take care of it for him. If anything, Mick should be getting escorted out by the police. Scott was assaulted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Scott is Chris Rock in this scenario. (laughs) Right. And... uh, 
the dad talks up and basically says, yeah, leave him the fuck alone or mm-hmm. you'll regret it. And uh, what does the VP do? He pees his pants. Right. And I'm assuming it's the next day. It's uh, play practice. I, I'd assume this is dress rehearsal. Yes. And Scott is there as Scott. Yeah. Yeah. The director wants no part of that. No wolf, no part. And Scott walks away. Or, yeah, or this. Now that, that wouldn't be theater, would it? See, no one wants to see you. Well, like I said, I'd rather play it like this. Okay, I see. How am I going to put this to you? Uh, look at it this way. No wolf, hmm? no wolf, uh, no part. What do you think? So, so then it really does become just a one-woman play. Yeah. They, they couldn't hire a couple extras to be slaves in the field <laughs> or something Soldiers, else. Other sold. Yes. Yeah. I guess not. I mean, they hired, they had plenty of extras for the dance. And some of the basketball games, the party, mm-hmm. the pizza parlor. But uh, Styles is still shilling his wolf stuff. And he has to realize there's there's potentially a shelf date on this stuff, so he's got a clear stock out. Right. But Scott is talking to Boof, and he quit the basketball team. But what is happening tonight? It's the championship game. Yes. Shouldn't there have been some kind of, you know, sectional finals? No, maybe <laughs> regionals. Something? Perhaps. Right. Uh, but uh, you're going to let people down. Don't let me down. And Scott wants to do the right thing. And it is fortunate, plot-wise, that they're playing mixed team in the championship mm-hmm. game. And in their it was home court. And fortunate, you know, money-wise, that they're playing on their home court. Right. But the game starts, and Mick takes out the guy from Melrose Place. And that would be a technical foul, if not just an outright rejection. Or rejection. Ejection. Ejection, yes. And Scott has walked in as Scott. And uh, Boof is happy. Mick sees him and he smiles. Pam is not happy. Uh, Styles needs the wolf. The crowd is silent. And Mick laughs at Scott. And the coach walks over to Scott. So where's the wolf? Uh, not today, coach. No wolf. Oh, good idea. Wait a second here. Build up their confidence. Coach. Look, coach. No wolf. I want to play, but I got to be myself. Okay, but we're going to get our brains beat in, you know. You sure you won't change your mind? I don't want to go back out there. I've had it. Yeah, this is all your fault, Howard. I think we can take these guys. (laughs) That's terrific, Scott. Now, when do we get to see the wolf? Nah, Chubb, I mean it. I think we can win this. Look. This is the championship. Now, it doesn't matter how we got here, we're here. And if we're going to win, we got to pull it off ourselves. You know, need the wolf. Do you know the, the Thor meme where Thor is kind of looking up and he says, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we can win. Can you really? Can you really? Don't you remember the very first scene of the movie? Where you got beat seventy six to thirteen or whatever it was by these guys, yeah. Um, 
doesn't matter how they got there. They're there. Ah, uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it they, does. They they don't need they, the wolf. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they, they, they do because he was 98% of their offense and defense. And uh, you have movies getting close to being over. You have one clip left. I don't know how you're going to wedge it in here, but just feel free to try to do it whenever you want. Okay. But they they start playing, and they're down at this point. Well, actually, the first thing they show is a tubby shoots and scores. And the rest of the game... Well, they, he gets the ball, and Mick actually says, shoot it, fat boy, and he shoots it, and he makes it. He's very proud of himself. And at this point, they're losing 32-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. And this is where win in the end starts playing. Win in the end? Yeah. Win in the end. Hi. We're gonna win in the end. That's the song that plays over this All right. montage. Uh, apparently, the beaver mascot is back. Okay. No uh, longer as the wolf, but as the beaver. Which I'm happy about that. The mm-hmm. The baskets and the score do not make any sense in this montage. No. If you're trying to keep track of the baskets shown versus how the score works, uh, the other team, the dragons, score more baskets than they're given credit for. And it, I mean, there's obviously, they're not going to show every single basket, mm-hmm. but the dragons sh- are shown scoring more baskets than they actually get credit for on the final score. Mm-hmm. But they reused a couple different shots in the, this montage sequence where the same Did basketball they- shots are reused multiple times. All right. I guess I didn't notice that. I guess I was just kind of. All right, come on. Let's let's get to the part that I really want to see. But Scott celebrates after every basket, yeah, like it's a game winner. He's jumping into people's <laughs> arms. I was like, yeah, you made a fucking layup. Congratulations, right, kid. Congratulations. Yeah, but now we're at the end of the game. Um, he gets fouled. It's fifty and, to fifty-one. Yes, and he gets two shots. And there's a thing that I missed here is in the the, the montage. Rick fouls a bunch of people. Mick. Mick. Yeah. At, at one point, Scott says, hey, you only have one foul left. And then Mick fouls Scott with no time left on the clock. Scott's team down by two. So Mick has now fouled out of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's important. So he shouldn't be on the line. Well, even if he's on the line, which he shouldn't be because he's fouled out of the game, he should not be standing underneath the basket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, oh, that's right. He is standing, just like staring down Scott at the underneath the basket, isn't he? Yeah, that's not how it works. All <laughs> right, no, it's not. You're right. But uh, Scott makes the first basket. His foot is over the line, so it shouldn't have counted. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is in slow motion, and I know how much you love slow motion. What's that from? Is that from The Natural? I don't know. Was that when he uh, hits the lights out? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, but the ball's bouncing around, and it bounces mm-hmm. in, and the crowd goes wild. Yes. And uh, Boof runs down, but Pam has beaten her to Scott. Yeah, but he just push, runs right past her. Like Jerry runs, pushes <laughs> Elaine out of the way yeah. after the race. Yes. And then uh, Mick goes over, and she tells Mick to drop dead. Yeah. He's like, come on, Betty. I need to go pump some iron. These nerds are making me mad. <laughs> and then we get to the cock scene. And it's, but it's, okay. Well, play, play the clip from Family Guy. 
Best scene in Teen Wolf. Or when Michael J. Fox is in the bathroom turning into a werewolf for the first time and his dad's knocking on the door and he is freaking out and he opens the door and his dad's a werewolf too. Gold star. I would have also accepted the scene at the end at the basketball game where the guy in the crowd has his dick out. What? Yeah, there's a guy at the end. Go online, look it up. He's in the stands, way in the background, and he's totally got his dick out. Yeah, it's literally the second to last shot in the film. But it's not a dude. It's a chick. Because yeah, I, I sent you a YouTube clip in that, actually, the, that shows the chick. In the, the cut I have. Yes. You cannot tell. No, you cannot. No. And... Honestly, before I showed her the clip you sent me, Jen was on board. It's like, yeah, that dude has his cock out. Yeah. But it is a woman. Mm-hmm. So her pants are unbuttoned. Apparently her pants were, were too tight and she undid them because they were too tight and then sat down. And then for the final shot, she jumped up and was like, oh, fuck, my pants are still undone and, and buttoned them back up. That's what that was. But the movie ends with a freeze frame, except not. Uh huh. It's a freeze frame, and then it's just staggered slow motion for the rest of the credits. And the movie is over. Mm hmm. So, my movie, I will go first. Okay. Uh, did it hold up? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is not a good movie. Um, it is. It has a couple things about it that are cute, but it is it's a very thin movie. There's not a lot of there there. Um and it, it it's just it's amazing that it's not amazing they made it for a million dollars. It's amazing that it made eighty million dollars on a one million dollar budget. Okay. But it is uh it's not good. It's not okay. Good. So over to you. Uh it does not hold up. Um, it's a bad movie, but I will say this. I really enjoyed watching it. Okay. I really, I really, it's a, it's a quick watch. I was just kind of smiling a lot. It made me happy. Um, my missus comes in and she goes, you're watching Teen Wolf. I go, yeah, it's Matt's movie. And she goes, oh, and I go, I gotta be honest with you. I'm really having a good time here. (laughs) And then friend of show, Joey. He was listening to the podcast, and he got to the end of the podcast, and he texted me, and he said, fucking Teen Wolf, woohoo!" And then he followed up that text with that he thought that this movie was high art, and he really appreciated for for everything everything about it, and he, he, he thinks it's a really good movie. It's like in his top five, I think. Wow. Yeah. So would yeah. you recommend it? Of course I would. Why I would, not? I would, on nostalgia factor, for somebody yeah. our age, but for somebody else, no, I would not. All right. So oh, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Eh. Yeah. I w- I was hoping hoping. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it didn't work out. So No, no, it did not. And uh, the last thing. And now it's time for Jen's two second movie review. Meh. That was Jen's two-second movie review. It's like the half-second um, half movie review. Yeah. Meh. Okay. Uh, so, wow. Watcha. It really creeped Watcha. up on me. Watch you watching? My week, short week, because doing this on Wednesday, we did it last week on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
finished Australian Survivor. Um, so you won't have to hear about that anymore. But that'll just give me a chance to actually catch up on Big Brother Canada. Oh, great. I, I finished the second season of Upload. Okay. Uh, the guy from Road Trip that I had yep. confused with the guy from Whipped, uh, yeah, Paul he's in, he's, Costanzo. He, Costanzo. He's in the second season. Yeah. He's in the second season. He's in yep. it. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's it. Um, I watched National Treasure Part 2 with the boys. Okay. Ridiculous. I I enjoyed those Nick films. Cage. Yes. The He's got another one. Movie. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let you finish then. I'll say There's a new movie coming out with Nick Cage where he plays himself and it's with Pedro Pascal. Yes. And it's getting fantastic reviews. Like they're all saying it is fucking hilarious and it's just great to see Nick Cage be this way. So yeah. I will, I may go see that one in the theater. Um, I am half done with the second season of upload. I like it. It's clever. Uh, I like the first season better. Okay. Second season is short too. It's only seven episodes. It is. It is. I noticed that. I think I'm on episode five. So more than half done. And then they really ugly two. up the girl from, uh, two broke girls in that. Is that who that is? She's yes. in two broke. That's her. Yes. I did not know that. Okay, so who would you take? Who would you do, Ingrid or Nora? Oh, Ingrid. Okay, uh, it, it is is very much it is a Pam Booth thing. You're right. Yes, Ingrid take- totally built for speed. Uh-huh. Um, Nora. Nora is the, the long term potential. You, yeah, the girl you take home to mom. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then I watched the second episode of Moon Knight on Marvel. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> My missus was. As I was watching it tonight before this podcast, she was folding laundry and she just, she couldn't peel her eyes away from the television. She's like, this is so weird. I'm like, yet you're watching and you don't like TV. It's weird. It's a weird show. Um, And that's it. So I think it's next. I'm looking at uh, his IMDb page, Nick Cage's. Mm -hmm. And I think it's called Next. And it, it is an interesting film, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's 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 an end of the world film. Yeah, you don't know you don't know it's an end of the world film until it's the end of the movie. Have you seen um, uh, Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans? No. So it's very very vastly different from Bad Lieutenant. Okay. So all right. So next movie. Yep. Oh my god. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Three degrees for next week's movie, and I think I like it. Gotta get my veto button out. All right. Um, so th- this is my season of war. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done a traditional war movie. Have you Have you watched Glory yet? No, I saw it. It's there. Thank oh. you very much. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of torn as to what movie I want to want to do next week. Okay. Because all three of these movies I'm going to do this season, but it's and I've watched two of them, and the other one I know I'll watch and 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 enjoy. So I'll give you a choice. All right. Okay. Do you want World War Two? Do you want World War One? Or do you want a naval movie? Okay, I do not want Das Boot. So okay. I'm I'm pulling that off of the table. Hmm. Um. I'm going to say World War One just because it's the one I know less about. All right. I was kind of hoping that you would do World War One. this one. All right. 
James Hampton plays Harold Howard in this film. Hampton plays Jerry Woodridge in 1996's Sling Blade. J.T. Walsh plays Charles Bushman in that movie. Walsh plays... I, I may have gone over one... one um, one turn on this because it was it was really hard to link to. Okay. Walsh plays Hal McGuire in 1998's Tequila Sunrise. Mel Gibson plays Dale McCusick in that film. Gibson plays Frank in this 1981 World War One classic. Oh fuck! I know what it is because I I just got it. Um, <laughs> it uh I can't remember the name of it though. Gallipoli. Gallipoli. Yeah, it's the one I can't pronounce. Yeah. Not what you're going to expect. I guarantee it. Okay. Um, is it? I'm assuming it's watchable. For for us, yes. <laughs> Everybody else. Maybe it's on. It could be on YouTube. I don't know. It, it's. I don't think it's really anywhere else. But it's it's a movie. Well, you know what? I don't I don't want to get into it too no, much. It's I want fine. to save save it for the next podcast. So, yes. Which we will be doing next Wednesday as well. No, thir- we can do it Thursday. We can do it Thursday. We can do it Thursday. I thought Thursday. you had like a Thursday thing. No, I missed the, because it's Monday, Thursday. That's a church holiday with the Holy Week. Before Good Friday. Before Good Friday that they moved the council meeting to tomorrow night. So. I yeah. Because uh, next, next weekend is my birthday weekend, which means I can't do anything. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, because stuff is planned. Oh, your stuff. Oh, for your 50th. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You old fucker. Oh, old yeah. Fucker. Um, I actually had a milestone. Oh, you did? I, I passed it. I feel much better. No, Um, <laughs> I actually, in the last week, I've now lived in Ohio over half my life now. All right. And I, I it's hard for me to believe that I've been here this long. Okay. Because Wisconsin is always going to be home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've been here twenty five years now, and so it's because I moved here right before my twenty fifth birthday. Okay, all right. What you know the naval film that you said that you don't want to do? Uh huh. We are going to do that movie this season. Oh no, we're not. <laughs> well, it's not the naval movie you're thinking of. Okay, that's so. fine. And it's and 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 two times now I've I've offered that movie to you. I've offered it to you. Well, the and, only, I, and I'm thinking Master and Commander, Das Boot, mm-hmm. uh, Wrath of Khan. Well, Master and Commander is not. I Master know. Of I Commander know. is not a 1980s movie. Yeah, but you have one outside so, of the the 80s that I do can apply Master to your and theme. Commander wouldn't be a that would be a good one to do. I think I know what I'm going to do. Which one I'm going to do outside of the 80s though. For my season of war. All right. Do War of the Roses. Are we, uh, war of the Roses. It's a war. You know what? I actually thought about I actually thought about doing that because technically, yeah, war. It's I haven't done a traditional war movie yet. Because I've done Biloxi Blues, Under Fire. Um Shit man. Why can't I think of what I did two weeks ago? Solo. <laughs> no. <laughs> What was God? What was it? Was over was three movie? hours long, Doug? It, taps, duh. Yeah. Last week we did taps. Okay, so this is more of a traditional. This takes place during a war, um, that we're familiar with, but it's not the movie that you expect. Fair I'll enough. Just leave it at that. Yeah. 
So, hey, thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Going through my notes from the first several podcasts, I actually had this whole thing typed out that I would read. Oh, you don't have it typed out anymore? I don't, no, because I've done it over almost 100 times now. So, if you want to reach out to the show, you can email us, betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. You can now rate us on Spotify as well, which I didn't realize. And there's a good possibility if we're on Amazon, I'm sure you can rate and review us on Amazon as well. Find us on Facebook. Uh, Join us next week for 1981's Gallipoli with Mel Gibson and Mark Lee and a bunch of other dudes that you've never seen before and will never see again, except for Mel Gibson. And now you only see him in Redbox films. Mel Gibson? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. All right, cool. We'll see you next week. All right, see you later.